Welcome to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and myself. What a week of footy. It wasn't just the games. We have had absolutely bombshells dropping this week. But first of all, I must ask, Smithy, how are you going, mate? I'm going really good, Kempy. Yourself? Mate, I'm fantastic. I'm living the dream. Yeah, no, it's um, up here on, we're up here on the Gold Coast and the sun's out finally, oh. which is great. Bit of, no, I couldn't see a cloud in the sky. Bit of sunshine um, always makes me happy. Mm, absolutely. Um, footy's been great. Some great matches across the weekend uh, heading into Anzac Round. What a, it's always a big weekend, isn't it? Love Anzac, Anzac Round. Oh, absolutely love it. Did you ever get to, a chance to play Anzac Day? I, I'd assume not not Anzac Day, but mm. the round. I'm mm. trying to think. I mean, I, I would have. Yep. Uh, but not on a, a big kind of Anzac clash yep. on the day. What about yourself? Yeah, no. Well, I played in a few. Um, with with Melbourne Storm, mm. that's a that's a obviously, um, <laughs> but against the Warriors, and it was always, it's just a um, a huge occasion, you know, to be able to, um, firstly, you know, play on such a a big day uh, for both Australia and New Zealand. Um, it was an honour, really, to be able to play on such a significant occasion. Um, but the, the way that the Melbourne Storm and the NRL would 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 you know. Do the pre-game, um, particularly when we moved to Amy Park, when they had the ability to turn the lights off. So when you enter the field of play, like it's it's complete darkness. It's a really, uh, really sort of eerie, sort of emotional sort of period yeah. in that in that uh, pre-game mm. where you do both anthems, the last post, um, all all these different things, um, and you know you've got military personnel all out in the field. Uh, it's just a wonderful occasion, and and I, I really enjoyed the day because I, I, I in down in Melbourne, mm. right? There's a there's a huge Anzac game in the AFL with Collingwood and Essendon, mm. um, so they'd kick off. I think it's around sort of two thirty mark. So that was that was my only sort of pregame ritual I had all year. Yeah, wow. Was that Anzac Day? I yeah. knew I was playing at you know seven thirty or, or seven forty, whatever it is, and. Uh, I'd have some lunch. I'd jump upstairs, jump in my bed to have a little bit of a rest, and I'd chuck on the AFL, the Anzac Day Clash, which is which is huge. Yeah, yeah. It's the biggest game outside of finals footy. Wow. Um, everyone in AFL circles talk about, and they say, um, yeah. So that was that was really that that sort of got you going and got yep. you in the in the sort of mood of it. And um, by the time you got to Amy Park to play the Warriors, you were ready to go. But yeah, yeah just a wonderful occasion and. Looking forward to this weekend's footy. Oh, mate, absolutely cannot wait. And I, I love how it just – it kind of just gives us an opportunity to appreciate, you know, what oh, the Anzac yeah. is with us. You know, just to, yeah. to mark that in the calendar and go, this is the day where we really appreciate, I mean, men and women that did things that mm. – you know, oh, incredible. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, it is. And um, and that's why I said, like, every, every, all the players, uh, you know, at the Melbourne Storm, and I'm sure all the other um, teams and other sports that get to play on this day, are, you know, we feel very – lucky and fortunate that we get to do that mm. because of the sacrifices that many people made a long time ago. But, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's nice too, to be able to celebrate uh, the mm. day, um, with playing a, a you know, a, a big game of sport and, and yeah, I think everyone that goes to the, to these matches really enjoy the occasion. Absolutely. Now, yesterday, huge news drops. Mm. Kalen Ponga re-signs with the Newcastle Knights <laughs> for five years. Five years. Reportedly a million a year. Yeah, well, it's good. I think that's it's great for Newcastle in particular. It's great for Kalen now that his future is is sorted. We're hearing there's no clauses this time around. No clauses. <laughs> no clauses. I seen Danny Badiris um, talk about that, and he he pointed that out fairly strongly that there's no clauses <laughs> this time around. So there's no questioning when 
Kalen is off contract. Um, it, it is. It will be five years down the track. Oh, I think it's just great for Newcastle, the footy club and the fans that they've locked in their man mm. now for quite some time. Um, you know, we've spoken about his importance to that footy side. Um, he's the skipper. And, you know, off his performance last week, which was probably the best game he's played all year. Easily. Um, you know, he can now just concentrate on footy. He can Absolutely. just go out there and, and play his footy. He's life sorted for the next five years at least. Mm. Um, and, you know, I think it's just a great result all round for, for rugby league that Caelan Ponga will be a Newcastle Knight for the next five years. It is truly, in my opinion, the best result for rugby league. Newcastle, a massive rugby league town. I personally, if you had asked me at the end of, end of last year, I would have thought he's gone, especially when, when Pierce went, when Braley went down. Mm. I just thought that things would be too tough for the Newey Knights to keep him. Yep. Then the, the season starts, and I just want to give a massive raps to the Newcastle admin Yes. And also to Adam O'Brien. They were under oh, the pump. Wow. Under the pump. Well, did, did Adam O'Brien walk out of the last press conference? Yeah. Did he get up and he said, that's it, I've had enough? Yeah, because they He's just kept peppering him. The... Yeah, I've had enough. <laughs> Good and, on him. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and But just his ability to, you know, Newcastle's ability to identify in the preseason how important this first six weeks are for us. Now, obviously, they haven't got the results in the last four weeks, but... They have played some really good footy and been a bit unlucky with some, you know, certain decisions, referees, mm-hmm. rah, rah. So I just want to give a massive rap to the Newcastle admin mm-hmm. because we have to remember it was less than a decade ago, maybe even five to six years, where this club, they looked like there was no light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. They looked like that there was no way out of constantly winning the spoon year after year. Yeah. And now we have them re-signing for, let's say it's a million dollars as reported, mm-hmm. not too far overs. You know, let, let's say... I think at the conservative level, you would say Ponga is worth 800 mm-hmm. But I think it's very fair to assume he could be worth a million due to what he brings off the the, the, uh, the, the, off field, the field as well. Yep. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, no, it, I agree. Um, and we've actually got a text sh- straight off the bat, Kempi. Mm. Boys, don't you think people are getting mixed up between ability and worth? Maybe Kalen at the moment is playing to his ability. Is he worth a million? Well, that's just what some someone wants to pay him. It's not his fault. Let's move on mm. from PG. Well... Like when when players, particularly in the modern game, are, are paid a certain amount, it's not just for their playing ability. Absolutely. Sure, that probably the most part of it mm. <laughs> of, of that contract is, mm. but certainly for someone of Kalen's stature in the game, um, his marketability that that comes into um, calculations when mm. you when you're signing someone like him. Mm. Okay, particularly in a in a place like Newcastle, we spoke about that. That is one team town. They live and breathe rugby league. They need a superstar there mm. to you know keep promoting their footy, keep promoting their brand, um, sells memberships, um, gets people through the gate like walk ups, um, spectators, selling uh, all the merchandise and, mm. and all these type of things. That that's that's part of the salary that that these players are paid. Yeah, and just his ability to attract. New sponsors, mm. um, you know, attract media to the club. It, it it all gets thrown in the bag to what Kalen is being paid. Yeah, it's absolutely. not just about the footy. Mm. It's not just about the footy. Some people, f- yeah, forget about that. Mm. Um, but he is, yeah, he like if if you did a and and there's there's mobs out there that that do this. But if you if you measured like players' marketability in the game right now, he he'd be easily in the top five. Easily in the top five. Easily. And, and just to go further on exactly what you're saying, for an example, if I put a post up with the name Kalen Ponga, the, the name Kalen Ponga 
in you know the zeitgeist has a value. Zeitgeist? The zeitgeist. <laughs> we're going we're going big here today, Smithy. Okay. We're taking yes. this show to the next level. <laughs> okay. We're taking this show. We'll be on CNN or something ne- next. <laughs> but uh, the, the name Kalen Ponga, you put that on a Instagram post on a website. It automatically generates attention, yep. and and what does attention get you? It gets you eyeballs, which gets you the ability to put marketing things in mm. front of it. It's advertising, absolutely. And and Kalen Ponga, if you put an Instagram post up, a Facebook post, it just automatically gets attention. Similar to yourself, if you see a headline, mm. like for example, there's a reason why Latrell Mitchell's name gets put in headlines all the time. Mm. It's because people click on it. That's right. And it's just a furthering to your point. There is more to rugby league than just rugby league. It's a business that needs to generate yeah. money to yeah. make their footy team better. That's right. It's not. It's not. It's very different now. It's 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 a huge business. Mm. It's a huge industry compared to, you know, what thirty years ago, where it was semi-professional. Like yeah. players were still going to work, yeah, um, throughout the week, and then they were coming to train at like five o'clock in the afternoon. I was still working when I was professional. Now very... that may have been my talent, but. <laughs> 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 so you know, like it's it's very different now. Like that, for that money, they'll 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 get that back. Mm. Um, you know, through through his performances on the field, but through what they'll he'll be asked to do away from the games as well. Mm, absolutely, he's uh, yeah. I think it's a great resigning. And as I said, if it is a million a year, mm. even if you're conservative and you say he's worth eight hundred k, I think that's a not a bargain. But I I don't think it's overs at all, considering yeah. the whole package uh you know if it was like 1.3 1.4 then obviously i'd be starting to go oh it's it's a it's a it hits your pocket pretty hard yep. now you know as usual a big player signs now smithy you've got a little bit of experience with uh the the ups and downs of the media but ponga, <laughs> ponga signs yes and their article on fox basically um you know peter o'sullivan his conversation with ponga's manager which is his father mm. was released it's been made public it's been made public uh and basically the article is saying that the manager of Ponga didn't handle the situation with integrity. Mm. Um, I guess I just wanted to get, get your thoughts on that whole situation, the leaking of texts and mm. negotiations being put out there for everyone to see. What were your mm. thoughts on when you saw that? Oh, well, I, I, my take on it, that's, it's not a great look, mm. really. Like I, I think Caleb was just out there doing his best, really, to negotiate a contract. Mm. And, of course, he's going to sp- speak to all suitors, mm. um, particularly the Dolphins, new outfit, um, trying to land a um, a big signing, mm. Kalen would certainly would have been one of those, um, and it just it it didn't go the Dolphins' way this time. Yeah, and it happens. Yeah, like it, it and it goes both ways. Like clubs can do that to players as well all the time um, <clears throat> when they're trying to find uh, new players for their roster. And you know, it's just it's it's unfortunate that that it 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 came to that where mm. you know Kalen has re-signed with Newcastle. Um, and there were some text messages leaked. Like it's just, it's not a great look. Like, let's let's look to the future. Does that affect? Does that affect negotiations with other players and other agents now with Redcliffe Dolphins? Mm. When they enter negotiations, are they worried about will our conversations be leaked in the media? Absolutely. I, I guess that's the question that that we're we're posing here is, I don't know. Like, where does that put you for down the track? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Like, it's just. You know, what happens in conversations and if and if it's something that doesn't work for you or doesn't go your way, like does it need to be made public? Mm. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I think it's it's the kind of like the timing of it, like you don't land the player and then you release it. It's very it seems a bit spiteful. It seems a bit, you know, where we wish we had got him, we didn't get him. And it's actually not the first time that they've kind of um 
I guess, come out and said, you know, we actually didn't organise a meeting with Kalen. It was Kalen's mm. decision. So it's not the first time they've tried to, I guess. And, and you know, obviously the Dolphins are trying to protect their image and yeah. they're coming from a perspective of this is our club, we need to. Yes. But I, I agree with you. I just don't think it helps the club at all. If I'm a manager, I do get a bit concerned of like, well, whatever I say, mm. if this doesn't work out, yeah, what could happen in the future? So it yeah. was really interesting. And, and I, I just want to totally agree with you. Like, it's it's negotiation. There's a, sometimes there's a winner and a loser. And, and well, there's always a winner and always a loser. Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> And Kalen was just doing what's best for himself. Like, he doesn't really owe anyone anything, you no, know, no. outside of, you know, being rude to someone, which he obviously wasn't. Mm. And so, yeah, I believe that Kalen was just negotiating. It's his, it's his livelihood. Like, mm. he has every right to negotiate. And if he chooses to go with someone else, that's the way it is. That's, yeah. you, you lost it. Chalk it up to the game. That's yeah. part of it. And, and you know what? You know what's crazy is the Dolphins, they're going to win a bunch of negotiations going forward. Oh, that's right, mate. Of course they will. Mm. And and now, like, they're cashed up. And the the the, the name that just keeps popping oh. up for the Dolphins is, is Cameron Munster. Cha-ching. Well, they're talking about, you know, Kalen, Kalen's not re-signing with Newcastle. He'll be he'll be at the Dolphins, which means now Newey's going to throw a bomb at Cam Munster. Mm. We all know that that hasn't happened. So it just it's it's really Redcliffe and, and um, well, the Storm, really. Mm. But they they've got... They need to get someone. Well, what's what's crazy about the the Munster situation? Like we start like they're in the competition next year. Absolutely, preseason training starts for the Redcliffe Dolphins in October. Oh, oh my god! We're ne- it's nearly May. Yeah, it's We're incredible. not far away, and they've got what six players, seven uh, players. They probably got a few more. Yeah, um, but they but they need to get some first graders, really, don't they? Oh, absolutely, and they need guys that are like going to legitimate lead them. first graders. Yeah, legit, not guys that might be first graders in mm. a few years. Guys that are going to come in and be at a high, high elite standard. Mm. And the tough thing about Munster is, if you thought the Caleb Ponga in, uh, negotiation is going to be tough, oh. Munster is wanted oh. by sixteen clubs. Oh. There, there's not a single club, in my opinion, that wouldn't mm. have a crack at Munster. Well, yeah, if if they're in the position financially, yeah, Kempi, um, there, there may be a handful of clubs that aren't in that position mm. um, that don't have the cap space for Cameron Munster. But I think look back to the game just gone against the Sharks. Now, that was a huge match, yeah. right? A lot of people saying, you know, match of the year and, and whatnot. Um, both teams were going in there to sort of get a gauge on themselves and where they're at this year. He was a standout. Like, I think that that, that performance there in a, bit, in a crucial match, right, I think he just reminded everyone – like who is the big dog? Oh, mate! At the storm, absolutely. And he's the one that delivers in the big matches. Well, every single, well, four of the tries that the storm scored all came off the back of individual huge plays from Munster. Mm. It wasn't off, you know, building like obviously build a bit of pressure, but yep. uh, there was the the crazy just individual brilliance where he beat a bunch of players and they mm-hmm. score. Then they, he does the same thing in the second half. They score. He kicks it out uh, and they get the ball back. They score. And then there was that incredible cutout pass. They score. This is that's think about how many points that is in a, in a crucial game off the back of Munster's brilliance. So, yeah. uh, really interesting times. We're going to head to a break, but we've got a huge show lined up. We've got interviews with Adam Reynolds. We've got interviews with Latrell Mitchell and Alex Twelve from the West Tigers. So make sure to stay tuned. Also, call in thirteen hundred oh one eleven seventy. Chat to us about all your footy questions or text us 0457-736-736. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. We've got a 1,000 texts and we've got a call. We'll go to the call first. We've got Phil from Penrith. Phil, you there, mate? Hi, mate. Hey, Phil. How you going? What, uh, what's your question, bro? Quick question, Cameron. 
Uh, what's the difference? Like, I know it's your state versus country, but what's the difference between playing for, uh, let's say, Queensland and Australia? Yeah, good question, Phil. Um, oh, look, it, 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 it's obviously both um, you know, very proud moments to, to pull on a, a Maroons jersey and then the green and gold of your country. Um, it, it's really hard to separate, you know, the, like the emotion you feel when you play for, for both both sides. But I guess from a from a performance level or um, a, a performance point of view, yeah, you know, when you're playing State of Origin, you're obviously playing with elite players. But but playing for a, the Kangaroos, it's just another step up, like because you, you you're getting you're alongside 16 mm. of the best players in the country, if not the world. Mm. Um, you know, because you, you're picking the best of both Queensland and New South Wales players that uh, are available to play for for Australia. So, in essence, like when you, when when we played Test matches, like it wasn't so much like we didn't have to train like a, a normal footy side. Mm. Like it was just every player knew exactly what needed to happen. We just had to come up with a game plan that that complemented each of the players, and then it was easy. Mm. Like you just you just had to go out there and worry about your own role. State of Origin is just a different beast, Phil. It it really is. Like it's just. It's so big. Mm. So many people watch it. Like people that aren't even rugby league people watch State of Origin when it's on. Mm. Um, so it's more, I, I guess these days, it's, it's more an, of an event, mm. isn't it, than, oh, than a game of footy. And it means so much to yeah. a lot of people. So, um, yeah, that's that's probably the best way to, to describe it. Sweet up. Thank you. Good on you, Phil. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Phil. The great Phil from Penrith, not Phil Gould. The great Phil. Uh, the <laughs> no, Penny Phil's, Panthers. In, Phil's in Belmore these days. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, <laughs> he's, uh, I mean, talk about the job he has had at the Doggies. It's been a roller coaster. Wow. But the, yeah, Penny Panthers, Phil, he's with loving footy right now. They're mm-hmm. flying high. We've got some texts here. Mm-hmm. Uh, morning goat and some bloke they call Smitty. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've got <laughs> Tyler here from Penrith. Tyler. We've got a Penrith. Do you think Wayne would have contingency plans in place knowing that he may not get these marquee signings? Oh, he has to. You have to. You can't. You can't just go in hoping that you're going to land one of these mm. these um, established superstars like a Caelan Ponga or Cam Munster. If they miss out, they they have to have backup plans. Surely. Oh, absolutely. Someone, someone of Wayne's experience. Mm. Um, you know, he's gone through all of this many many times before. Yeah. Where he would have chased a big name player and they've missed out for whatever reason. There has to be backup plans, and that's part of mm. um, you know the the list management team as well, is to have. Yeah, a big a group of players like you know a wish list, a, a backup list, and I guess emerging players that they're looking at coming through mm. have to have backup plans. Oh, surely. surely. I think I I would say though, and you know, not to be negative, Nancy, mm. but uh, you know, Wayne is a human being. You know, he he can make errors. He can not get the player that he wants, and <laughs> it may take a few years. He he may have those first two years where mm-hmm. I guess he doesn't have the pulling power that he thought he did. And yep, he needs he once to, did, yep. yeah. And he and he needs to put the results on the field. He needs the Redcliffe Dolphins to go really well with a team that, let's just say, isn't that that solid on paper, so that he can go yep. to the stars and say, mm-hmm. "Look, we don't have any stars, and we're finishing, you know, ninth or tenth. There's yep. clearly a team here that can win a comp, and that may be the process in which he gets a superstar to the club. Mm. Um, you know, so it, like I think because he's had such an incredible run, such an incredible run. I don't think I, I think sometimes fans don't understand the mammoth task in front of him because yep. he is so great. Yes. Um, so it may take a little bit longer than we think. Now we've got some more text here. That was a good one, Tyler. Yeah, thank you, Tyler. He smashed that one straight up the middle of the fairway. Hole in one, you reckon? Uh, 
No, it's a par five. Par five. But thank you. It's uh, brought to you by TaylorMade. TaylorMade's TP5, the ball that beats the number one ball in golf, Kempi. Mate, the best in the business now. Love TaylorMade. The Belmore Dragon. What's up, boys? Do you think Hook Griffin is doing the right thing by three youngsters? I think Amone. Amone will end up at the Dolphins. Right now, Wayne is like that ex-girlfriend that just keeps messaging your mates. <laughs> what? Wow. What? Mate. Who's ex-girlfriend who's is ex- that? ex-girlfriend? I mean, I tell you what, a lot of ex-boyfriends, <laughs> a lot of ex-boyfriends do message around. Uh, mate, that can die. Right now, Wayne is like that ex-girlfriend that just keeps messaging. That's, that's just cruel, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I feel sorry for you, mate, if you've yeah. ever had to go through that. What, was that, what were you going to say? Condolences. Yeah, condolences. <laughs> you just, your ex-missus messaging all your mates. That's terrible. Mate. Mate, I don't know who you'd be more dirty on, the ex-missus or, <laughs> or the your mates. mates. Yeah, they get the number. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, <laughs> exactly. That might be why she's the ex. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, now, hook with what the dragons. What was the question? Yeah, what was the question? You rattled me there. You rattled me there. The, 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 what was it? The dragon from Belmore? The Belmore mm. dragon? Yeah, look, I, I personally... You know, Hook, I like Hook. I, I think he's a good bloke. I was under him at the Broncos, yep. um, and I've spoken to him since. Great bloke, and I'm stoked for him at the Dragons. Yep. But I kind of agree. I, I I disagreed with the dropping of the young players. Mm. I understand that they need time to develop, but mm-hmm. I don't think the Dragons are in a position to, I guess, like they need to get wins, and even if they do get wins, they're not going to win the comp, so why not develop them mm-hmm. for the future, which mm. is easy for me to say. My yeah. job isn't on the line. No. You know what I mean? It's easy <laughs> yeah. for me to say, but I yeah. thought that he should have kept Amone and Sloan in the starting mm. side. Well, Amone, he, he played on the weekend. Off the bench. And he was he was Incredible. he looked pretty sharp, didn't he? He got Did the, he come on and played nine, didn't he? Yep. Yeah. And he made that break which made them steal the the, yeah. the game. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, you know, like it's look, you know, the, the Anthony Griffin knows a lot more than what we know mm. about what's going on down there. And if he feels as though the, those young fellas need a bit of a, a break um, then that's fair enough. But, you know, I think the hardest thing with young guys is they need time. Yeah. And it's 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 sometimes difficult to, you know, weigh up whether it's best to leave them in first grade, maybe give them some time in, in reserve grade. That's 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 what makes coaches, well, the good coaches, good coaches, mm. is that they know when to pull the trigger and when to sort of give someone a bit of a, a break. Um, because it's not just the physical challenge for the young guys, it, it's the mental challenge as well of being up every week camping. Mm. Um, and that may have been taken its toll with those players, but um, certainly, you know, he, he showed his his class on the weekend that he's up to first grade standard. It's mm. just a matter of building that consistency within those young players to be able to back that that performance, that standard up every week. Yeah, absolutely. And I I understand that there are rookies. There's, there's, I think there are certain teams that you can put players in that do such a better job at the moment that it's okay you're not developing in the first grade. But I just think with the Dragons, like their defense was actually worse. I don't. I think they scored less points as well. So it's not mm. like they're actually putting in their sides better without them. Yes. Um, but it's an interesting conversation. Now, we've got another text here. To the goat and a bloke who played ninth for Queensland. <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> Do you think Kevin Walters should reach out to Corey Parker and bring him back into the coaching staff to help fix up our effort areas? Is that Who's that from? Corey? That is from oh, that, yeah, Corey Parker. No, it's actually from a guy who also has a big beak nose from well, he, Mount Isa. Well, well, Corey was a part of this coaching staff there for a little bit, wasn't he? It was he? weird. He was there, and he then was, he didn't come back after the break, and then he was there again, and then he wasn't. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He, he was part of the coaching staff. Then the whole COVID thing happened where there was the, the squads and the staff was cut down yep. to sort of the bones of, of what was uh, needed. And then they resumed training and just wasn't wasn't yeah like, a phone call or something like that. Yeah, yeah, just basically brushed. Yeah, yeah. So 
Oh, oh, look, knowing Corey, he's a he's an extremely passionate person about mm. the Broncos, like like yourself, mm. uh, Kempy. And you know, if if he if he wants to help out, then I think he he's always there. Yeah. If if Kevy needs it, but you know, if Kevy feels as though that they've got everything under control at the moment and they're they're building for something that you know that they all know that they can achieve with with the staff they've got there at the moment, then there's why change? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just it's 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 if. If Kevy thinks Corey can make a difference, then I'm sure he'll pick up the phone and, and speak to him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's just where it's at. I think. Yeah, I, I think so. And I also think it's early in the year. We've seen improvement at the Broncos. Mm. Uh, you know, it's it's a matter of you can't – if you chop and change the coaching staff too much. Yeah, well, it's like chopping and changing your footy team. Absolutely. Like there's new faces, there's new voices, and all of a sudden you're just a little bit – everything gets a little bit jumbled up. Yeah. Yeah, like like I said, like if if they if they're on a path to something that they think is is positive and that will bring success soon, mm. then you know there's no need to change. Yeah, absolutely, and, and you become a bit reactionary then, where you're mm. not sticking to systems that you believe in. That's right. Uh, but we are going to head to the break. Make sure to call in thirteen hundred oh one eleven seventy or text oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Stay tuned because we have later on we've got Latrell Mitchell. Adam Reynolds and Alex Twole joining us over the show, Big show. for uh, a phone call interview. See you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Now, let's get into some previews of an absolute cracking match tonight. We've got the Sharkies versus the Eagles. Whoever wins stays or goes into the top four. Obviously, mm. the Sharks are in the top four, mainly are fighting to get in there. Dale Finucane, he'll miss the game after a head knock last week. Cam McInnes will start at lock. Katoa, he returns, which is fantastic. He's been, I think he's been in red-hot form. Harper returns for Manly Seagulls. Mm. Josh Alloy will be out with a shoulder injury, replaced by Paseca in the starting side. Kepi is also out with concussion, replaced by Bellamore with Marty Tapao also on the sidelines. How do you see this match playing? Yeah, another big match for uh, the Sharkies, Kempi. Mm. They're, they're, they're backing that up off, off the loss to Melbourne, which I thought they played quite well in, to be fair. Mm. Um I think there was one moment in that match where it just it took the it looked like it took the air out of the Sharkies and it was when it was when Cameron McInnes got penalised for oh. for a, a hip drop on Ryan Pappenhausen. Now come on, like that, like it, it shows. Now I'm not trying to be overcritical with referees and officials here, but it shows where how reactive we are about players getting injured. Right, as soon as a player gets inju- injured now. We, oh, well, yeah. someone's done something wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Like there's foul play involved. There has to be. Mm. Cameron, Cameron McInnes chased a kick. Ryan Pappenhausen was returning a kick. All he did was grab a hold of him around sort of the hips, like the shorts area, the top of the shorts, and just try to throw him to ground, like throw him to the ground. And unfortunately, Ryan Pappenhausen's foot got stuck underneath him. Like mm. it was so uh, it was incidental. Yeah. It's not funny. Like, he wasn't even charged. Yeah, it's crazy. You know what I mean? But but from that moment, they, they just it just looked like it took the air out of the Sharkies. But anyway, we're talking about Sharks versus Seagulls. Sharkies are favourites off the back of you know, a pretty good performance against Melbourne mm. um, down there, and they re- they're returning home. I think Manly, though. Really? Yeah, they, they've been in really good form, led by Daly Cherry Evans. His his his. His footy at the moment is just—it's some of the best footy I've seen for the last couple of years. Agreed. Watching him play, particularly his kicking game, so controlled. Yeah. Just really smart with, you know, the 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 types of kicks that he's putting in. Um, you know, the placement of his kicks, the the variations of his kicking, of his long kicks, his highs. 
a lot of his like shorts. How many tries has he had over the last three weeks off kicks? I've never seen him Plenty. this confident. Like, have you ever seen him this confident in his kicking game? Oh, not over the last couple of years. Yeah. I, th- I remember when he first started. Like, he was that was like a major weapon of his, okay. was his kicking game. Yeah, um, has been throughout his whole career. But as you said, like the, the confidence that he has right now is Insane. just unbelievable. So mm. look, I, I think you mentioned though the Dale Finucane, huge out for Sharkies. Braden Hemlin Uali as well. Massive. He's out with uh, a pec injury. A couple of really big outs mm. for me, uh, for Cronulla. And they've had such a great start to the year. They they just might be feeling the pinch a little bit. Mm. A little bit. Yeah. So they're, and, they're, and they're coming off a loss. Huge effort to go down to Melbourne and, and stick with them for the most part of that game. Um, but Manly are riding high. Yeah. They're confident. Very confident. Absolutely. I, I, I toss and turn with this one like... Yesterday, I'm thinking Sharks, Pippum. The day before, I'm thinking <laughs> yeah. Manly. I really don't know who's going to win this match because there's so many outs, key outs, especially yes. for both sides. Yeah, but Aloya is a huge out, huge out because he's been he's been basically a reason why they've gone on this four run win. Yep. yep. So yesterday, I thought the Sharks, but I've thought about it more, and I think because Manly have played together for longer, mm-hmm. I think they may be able to deal with their outs yes. better. Whereas the Sharks... Yeah, that's a good point. They haven't played this squad. No. Like as in, you know, you've got Hines as new. Anyway, we all know who's mm-hmm. in and out. Yep. So I think maybe Manly pips them. Yeah, I now, agree. Now, on to the next game. We've got the great Brisbane Broncos versus the Bulldogs. The Doggies are absolutely decimated by injury, and the Rona got them as well. It's, a, uh, it's, a, <laughs> it's almost a New South Wales Cup team. It is crazy. crazy. And, and we spoke about this, didn't we? About yeah. how COVID can have a, an effect, a huge effect this year mm. on a team. And just doggies cannot take a trick at the moment. Oh, man. Like they're, run, they're, run, they're running last <laughs> and they've been decimated not only by injury, now four players have, have picked up COVID. And so they've been ruled out. They've been replaced by well, some of the players there. Like a school teacher, school teacher. New South Wales Cup local. Just, you know, and, and good on them. Like, well done to those boys. Um, to, to be in a position to be picked to play first yeah. grade. <clears throat> um, so, you know, huge moment. Huge opportunity. Huge opportunity, huge moment uh, for themselves and their families that they're playing uh, uh, first grade. Um, and what better place, Kempi? Suncorp. Yeah. Suncorp Stadium to make your debut. Like, if you're not going to get up for that one, you you never will. Um, but, yeah, they just can't take a trick at the moment. 16th, oh. 16th versus 14th. We're back We're back where we were last year. Ouch. Ouch. Um, I'd like to think that um, Brisbane can win this one. Although, although, right, I will say this. If they think they can just turn up and they're playing against, you know, half a reserve grade side and they'll just roll over the dogs, like they've got another thing coming. Absolutely. The strength, the, 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 the one thing that the Bulldogs have been very good at all year, mm. all year, is starting with a lot of energy mm-hmm. and taking a great attitude into the first 20 minutes of the game. We seen that last week. Yeah. Now I know they got they end up getting beaten convincingly by the rabbits, but they had the rabbits on the hook early. Absolutely. And it took a, a few errors, a couple of fifty fifty calls against them to swing the momentum back in favour of the rabbitos and then they ran away with it. Mate, I when you look at the starting side for the dogs, mm-hmm. I actually think this is a danger game for the Broncos. Because this is a starting side for the dogs. Mm-hmm. Dufty, Ockenball, shoot, all got NRL experience. Yep. Then they've got Kiros, who's obviously a rookie. They've got Carr. Now, their forward pack is the same forward pack, essentially, as what they would start with anyway. Yeah. And so when you really look at this, let's just let's assume Karaz has a great debut. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you've got a full-strength Bulldog side. Yeah. 
That's and, right. And so it's uh, I don't I I agree with you that the Broncos cannot afford to no. take this lightly at, at all. all. No. Because if they lose this game, it's oh. it's that's when it really is we have to start asking questions. Oh. It's at home. We started the year so well. We mm. got blown out last week. So I do believe Broncos will get the win, but it's this is an extremely important game for the Broncos. Yeah, they need to be on. If they're, if they're not, then it'll be a tough night for them. Absolutely, because when you actually look at the doggy squad, that forward pack is still the same forward pack for the first 20 minutes that took it to the Melbourne Storm. Yep. So they can do it. Yep. They can do it. Big Before we move on, yep. big um, big shout-out to uh, Tamare Martin to oh, making, his, making his return to NRL after yep. a huge scare with brain injury. Yeah. Um, mate, good on you, mate. I hope, hope it all goes well for you. Really excited to see you back on the, on the, on the park and hope it goes well for you and you have yeah. a great night. What a, what a moment about, uh, you know, what a, a, a testament to his resilience oh, and yeah. ability to just keep trucking. So absolutely congratulations in, in, the, in the famous one jersey for the Brisbane Broncos. Now onto the Cowboys versus the Titans, another Queens, well, a Queensland it's clash. It's the Derby. It's the Derby. Where do you see this game heading? Um, really impressed with the Cowboys' second half last week. And to be able to go down to Canberra and, and win that in those conditions, it was, it was freezing. Did you see Jonathan Thurston on the sideline? Oh, I did, actually. he is soft. Is he? Oh, mate, he's soft. Can't handle the cold. One, one, <laughs> if you look at his footy career, like he's, he, he played tough and he was courageous because <laughs> you know, he's only a little fellow. He's yeah. throwing his body in front of big men every week. But, mate, he, he stole he – stole one of uh, uh, someone else's gloves down there because he was that cold. <laughs> he is, mate. He he is like any like we could hardly get any comments from him. He was doing sideline, mate. Second half, I think he spoke once. They reckon he gets strapped up to do commentating on just, the sideline. Just toughen up, JT, mate. <laughs> mate please. Uh, anyway, but as I said, it was it was pretty cold. The boys from North Queensland they would have been feeling, but they played well. Second half, they got they got they got going in the second half, caught mm. in the blocks. Um, in the first forty minutes, although Canberra, they, they were, oh, man. they, oh, they're, they're a strange outfit. They, they, they played so well in the first fifteen minutes, jumped out to twelve nil, right? 12, yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking, mate, this could, this could be a big score, yeah, big win for the Raiders at home <laughs> in front of a really healthy crowd, yeah, uh, Thursday night. But no, they just, they fell in the heap, stopped playing, made a ton of errors, and just never looked like they were in it in the second half. Mm. Um, so. Yeah, uh, Titans. I tell you what, they've disappointed with the, the Titans. Yeah, I back these. I back these boys to be top six. Yeah, they're just they're not playing great footy. They're mm. not they're not playing. I tell you what, they're not playing. This this could be it. Will be a tale of two halves. Yeah, as all, every single week has been for them. Yeah, and and like for for both for both teams. Yeah, oh so true. You know what I mean? Like they both had really good second halves last week. Twenty four to four half time. Titans Manly last week, yeah. Like, and every time they got down on their try line, defending their own try line, there was just that Manly just went down and scored points. Yeah, like they just need to show a bit more resilience, a bit more resolve on their try line, and turn teams away. Like you, you, you gain energy and you gain confidence when you defend your own try line. Yeah, and oh. turn teams away and just deny them. Just say no, you're not scoring points. Absolutely, and and it just it changes you as an outfit. Especially, it, not only does it give you energy, it saps their energy because yeah. they're like, mate, we're not going to have this chance again. Mm. Yeah, the Titans, their the biggest issue. You know what the Titans remind me a little bit of is the Sharkies a couple of years ago where they could put points on, but then all of a sudden their their defense would just kind of fall apart. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Craig Fitzgibbon has come along, and now Sharkies' defense is you know right up there with the best of them. Yep. And so 
the Titans just need to find a way to sort their defensive systems out and also mm-hmm. have no – set some standards and yeah. we do not – you know, we do not break those standards. Yeah. Uh, another thing, you know, even the Cowboys – a lot of the selections were made on defense mm. uh, for the Cowboys this year. That's what Peyton said. Yeah. And so I think maybe Titans may maybe need to make some hard decisions around that area of, yep. look, maybe you might be a great attacking player, but your defense just isn't That's where right. we need it to be. Yeah. Well, I think we've seen, it's been proven time and time again, Kempi, if you want to, if you want to win more games than you lose and you want to be a part of the big games at the end of the year, you need to be able to defend. Mm. Like yeah. if you look back across you know, the results of, of premierships won and the teams who won them, they are in the top two or three defensive sides every year. Every single year. Every year. Forget about how many points you score. It's it's all about your defense. And and some people don't like that aspect of the game, but unfortunately, it is half of the game of rugby league. Yep. You need to defend. You need to be able to tackle. You need to be able to turn teams away from your try line. Not, not allow them to score points nearly every time they come down there. Oh, mate. It's uh, so... Look, the, the positive for the Titans is is you can identify the problem mm-hmm. and you can move forward. Whereas some other clubs, you may look and you're like, oh, man, there's a problem here, there's a problem there, and they've got multiple different facets to fix. Whereas yep. the Titans just need to be willing to get into the grind and get the win. But yep. who do you see winning this game? Uh, look, I'm, I'm leaning towards Cowboys. I'm leaning towards Cowboys for a couple of reasons. They're at home, mm-hmm. um, and I was really impressed with the way they, they finished off the game um, last week. I think Scott Drinkwater... Being back in at number one, he's playing NRL again. He's still finding his feet a little bit. I know the Hammer, mm. uh, Hammer, so Tabby Wifado, he's been named on an extended bench. I don't think he'll play. Yeah. Um, the same with Jaden Campbell. He's been named on an extended bench for, for Titans. I would have thought he'd come straight back into the side. Well, I think they may still be a week away, okay. both returning from injury. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, Scotty Drinkwater, I, I think you know, he'll be even better this, this time around at home. And just a couple of their their key players, um, yeah, the halves for um, the Cowboys, you know, um, Tommy Dearden and Chad Townsend playing really well. Um, also, um, uh, who else is playing? Like, who else? Who, who, so Taumalolo had a massive yeah, week Ta- last yeah, week. Yeah, Jason Taumalolo. Valentine Holmes also great at centre. Val Holmes, um, they're they just great. Like some of a lot of the senior players are just just playing some really good footy at the moment, playing confident footy. Taumalolo was taking dummy half runs. Mate, 250 and, metres. And just causing havoc. He'd come off his first stint and he'd made 100 and I think it was 125 metres wow. in his first stint. So, you know, just really good footy. And they'll, be, they'll be happy to be at home. We're going to head to a break. Make sure to call us and text us and we'll see you on the other side. Time now to break down the best hands in the NRL. Thanks to Schnitz, the best hands in the schnitzel business. Welcome back to the Captain's Run, Smithy. I've got some exciting news, mate. Yes. Guess what we have rocking up for us at the end of this show. Oh, please tell me it is some beautiful schnitz. It is some schnitz rocking up for yes. us at the end of this show. It's yes. a great day to be alive. That's a win. What a oh. great start to the weekend. A great yep. start to the weekend. Yep. This is obviously brought to you by schnitz. I cannot wait to get me mouth around a schnitzel. Schnitzel. Uh, we got uh, the three points. So this is the best hand segment yep. by Schnitty. Yep. Speak to me. What was your 3 two, one Well, one point. Uh, just spoke about this game down in Canberra. Uh, Jeremiah Nanai, how, how good is he going? 19 years of age. Yeah. Um, close match, but he dived on a loose ball um, to seal seal the victory uh, for the Cowboys against the Raiders. He's he's playing so well. Yeah. Um, he can find it. He can find a try. I know that, and he mm. loves chasing kicks. 
Uh, great, uh, great attitude to have there. Two points. Taylor, <laughs> did you see Taylor Mays? Crazy. Um, one-handed grab. Incredible. So, first of all, like, great work by Cleary to see there was space on, on that left-hand side. The, mm. the defence had come right in, so he just put it on the right boot and just hooked one across. A nice flat kick. Slippery conditions out of Penrith that hit the ground, skidded off, and he's just stuck the left mid out. What does that remind you of? Oh. David Mead, oh, Gold Coast Titans. Yeah. David Mead, Gold Coast Titans, where stuck the mid out. Was that a, I think where? it was at it, it's, uh, Rabina. Oh, okay. At, yeah. at, um, well, it was Seabus then. It's yeah. something else now. But um, there you go. Uh, yeah, to score uh, yeah, their fourth try against Mate. the Broncos is just What about Cleary? Crazy. How, how good is Cleary looking? Oh, he's just, yeah. And he's come out and said, what he, he, come, out, he come out and said, like, we're, we're better than last year. Which, which I think scary. I think they are. Like, I agree. They, I, I think agree. 2020, it went from, like, full-on attack, mm-hmm. do your best in defense. 2021, they really refined their defensive game mm. and w- wasn't, as much reliant on scoring points. I think this year they've they've gone both ways. They've yeah. gone, mate, we're going to be real tight defensively and mm. we're going to put points on you. Far Craziness. Right. Anyway, anyway, three points, though, goes to goes to Cam Munster. Oh. Did you see that try he set up? Mate. He was dummying to no one in the end. Yeah, mate. He dummy threw a dummy the here, there, threw a dummy to the trainer. Waterboy came over to give him a drink in the middle of it all. He dummied to him, and they just they all fell mate, for it. Mate, he's a salesman. He's a salesman. Oh, mate, unbelievable. Um, and, yeah, scored, what was it, from about halfway, 40 metres out or something, and uh, they, they scored points and just all-round good game. But, yeah, he, he was back to his best old month, so he gets my three points. Boom, well, absolutely deserved it. He was incredible. That was best hands thanks to Snitch. Bite into golden, delicious, oh. handcrafted Schnitz. We're going to do that. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm starving. I'm starving. After the break, we'll wrap up the first hour, and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. What a first hour. Obviously, we spoke about Ponga. We spoke about Munster. We've got a bunch of texts here uh, now. David Mead try was against Toyota Park against the Sharks. So we got that one wrong. Yeah, there we got you that go. wrong. Uh, but just with the Munster situation, there's a bit of whispers, mate, mm. that the Broncos might be interested. Jeez. What do you reckon about that? It's all about it's all about coming back to Queensland, isn't it? Yep. Redcliffe, Broncos. Yes. He's a Queenslander. Um, I know his he's uh beautiful partner, Bianca. She's her family are based on the Sunshine Coast. Okay. Okay. Ooh. Wow. Interesting. I mean, I, I, interesting. Oh, be. mate, it's. I, I think this monster. It's going to get more intriguing as the day goes on. As the day goes on. As the weeks go on. Sorry. As the weeks go on. Mm. Uh, but that's the first hour. We actually have the great Latrell Mitchell oh, coming Luttrell. up. Latrell Mitchell coming up for an interview. So stay tuned. We're going to head uh, to the news, and then we're going to see you on the other side. Welcome to the captain's run. We have one of my favourite players coming up very soon. But before we get to that, we've got a great text that's just come through. We do, Kempi. Um, this is from, well, we don't have a name, but it says, Cam, how do we get you down to the Group 3 Warhope Blues? I think I'm pronouncing that probably, Warhope. I'm thinking Captain Coach. Well, we need to pay you for your own way down here, but nothing a couple of Ws won't fix up. You have until 3 p.m. today. That is, Joe's on the clock. <laughs> Smitty's on the clock. He'll get back to you by the end oh, of the show. what a great text. <laughs> what a great text. That, that, that might even pick up the tailor-made pack, I reckon. Yep. yep All in one for sure. A, it's a dozen TP5 golf balls, a tour radar hat, and a bottle opener. Everyone loves yeah, a good. bottle opener. Oh, mate, absolutely. Now. Crack a couple of bloke beers with the bottle opener. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, well now. done. I'll, listen, I'll, I'll have a think about it. I've got a flight to catch after the show, um, and I'll let you know. 
Oh, they're good. How good. Now we've got, mate, the absolute legendary Latrell Mitchell on the line. Are you there, brother? Hey, boys. How's it going? Hey, Latrell. Now, big fella, how are you feeling? Yeah, good, good. Good. How's it going, boys? Good. Yeah, going all right. Hey, mate, how are you going? Obviously out at the moment with the hamstring injury. Um, yeah, yep. Freddie Fittler said the other day he's hoping six weeks. The club <laughs> saying eight, but but you've just have you just have you had a bit of knee surgery as well? Uh, yeah, so the other day I just got a bit of clean out just to fix up a little niggle. And um, but yeah, it was obviously a great opportunity. You know, while the hemis, you know, obviously out mm. and out and about. But um, yeah, it was good just to get a little clean up. Feel you know, hundred percent now, and um, just on the road of recovery now, indoor and rehab now, and um, yeah, just little bits here and there just to get my body right. Now, Big Dog, how's it been? It's been, I think, like about a year and a half, nearly two years since you've came to the club. Uh, what's it like settling in now? You know, it was obviously a huge moment when you did go to the Rabbitohs. Do you find yourself really feeling like the Rabbitohs are home and it's the way you're supposed to be right now? Yeah, mate. No, it's been good ever since I come. Um, obviously, the opportunity to play under Wayne was, um, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to come. And, um, you know, I didn't realise I'd fit in as quick as I have, and, um, you know, to become, you know, a leader in the club and, and being the leadership crew, it's, um, you know, another step in, you know, my development. And, um, you know, I've really enjoyed being here. And um, especially, you know, the boys here just made me feel so welcome. And, um, you know, it's my brothers, you know, that's that's how I look at them. And, um, you know, even if I wasn't here, you know, and I left in the next, you know, five years, I reckon, um, you know, they're brothers for life. And that's how it feels. That's how the culture is here. And um, that's how the community is. And that's what I fell in love with. What's your mate? What's your take on the start of the year for the for the team? Three and three at the moment. Um, some some pretty good performances in those uh, three victories. A couple of couple of performances probably not up to standard for you guys. But how, how do you sort of read the start of the year for the team? Look, I think um, you know we obviously every team wants to start good, and uh, but I think you know we've obviously. You know, a lot of players out of position and, um, you know, obviously Lockie uh, Ilias jumping in, uh, in, in, you know, mm. in the deep end. Um, he's yeah. done really well and I think he's developing really well. And, you know, we can take a lot of confidence out of the last couple of weeks. And, um, you know, I'm really proud of the boys' efforts with, um, you know, in regards to, you know, the way we've started. And I think we're sitting pretty nice now that in an eighth spot. You know, people were sort of panicking a little bit when we were sitting, you know, 2-0. Two, two and, oh and um, But, yeah, look, understandable, you know, with, with the game of footy. But, um yeah, I'm pretty proud of where the boys are sitting at the moment, and I can't wait for the next couple of weeks to, you know, obviously hard to sit on the sideline and watch, but, um, yeah, I'm pretty confident in the boys to get a job done. And, mate, you know, yourself and Smithy, you've dealt with massive pressure from the media. Lachlan Ilias, the pressure from the media, immense. Is there anything you kind of said to him, you know, just to get him through it? You, you, you know, as a young man, when you came into the grade, you had so much hype around you. So I guess if anyone could relate to Lachlan's situation, it could be you. Is there anything you kind of said to him or...? Oh, I was more of the fact just to be himself, you know, do his job and, um, you know, just listen to, you know, his leaders around him. And I think Cody's been a massive part of, you know, his development and um, the way he's, you know, conducted himself, obviously playing. And I think, um, you know, with his kicking and everything too, he's, he's out there first, he's out there, you know, and he finishes last with kicking. And um, it's a great thing to see, especially in your, you know, your halfback. And, uh, you know, he's, he's really taken on board, you know, his role and, and obviously talking and he's, he's talking a lot more. He's a lot more confident. I think... Um, you know, with the leadership group that we have, I think he's, you know, really developed and I felt a lot more comfortable in, you know, taking control of the team. Hey, Trell, how's the how's the coach going, Jason Demetrio? You've had back-to-back wins. He looked a little bit stressed early on in the season, <laughs> taking over as the coach <laughs> of the Rabbits. He's a stress head, mate. I'm telling you. Mate, he's a stress <laughs> you know, he knows, he knows his shit, bro. It's mad. It's like, um, you know, I really enjoy being, you know, around him. I've got to know him on a personal level and especially, you know, as a coach and, you know, I respect the men, you know, highly and, um, you know, he's done a lot for me, you know, obviously in off-season stuff. And, 
Um, but yeah, the boys, you know, really respect him what he does, and you know, especially being under the great man Wayne, um, he's learned yeah. a lot, and uh, you know, he's earned his spot, and you know, in coaching a team, you know, he's, you know, a great club as in, in in South Sydney. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna mention that he, he's spent a lot of his coaching career as an assistant to Wayne. Can you can you tell like the listeners like what's the difference between Jason and, and Wayne as coaches? I'm sure he's got his own take on on coaching the team. Yeah. I think it's more the intense intensity, like I said. He, he, <laughs> I mean, he, he likes to test a little bit, but you know, he, he just he lets it go and, and get and, and then lets the flow go again. But then, you know, when he wants to put a rocket up, the boys he'll put one up. And you know, that's how Wayne was. But Wayne was, you know, not as not as intense. But um, yeah. yeah, it was it was obviously it's great to have both. You know, sort of aspects of you know coaching and um, you know Jaddy's doing really well. He do, mate. He doesn't. He doesn't sleep in meetings, does he? Like Wayne did. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't nod. He doesn't nod off, eh? Bro, Wayne used to sleep at a drop of that. I'm telling you. Give me Keon. Speaking of the the, the big horse Keon, how good's he going? What's uh, it's been like seeing his development over the last 24 months? Yeah, mate. I don't, he's just um, yeah. He's taken on a real. You know, obviously you can see he's taken a little bit of pride in his, his role and. Um, it's great to see. He's doing extras in the gym with you know our trainer Travi, and um, yeah, it's been really it's been really good to see. He obviously, come a long way from you know 2020 to, to now, and um, yeah, it's really great to see his development through the last few years. And um, I can't wait to see what he you know obviously put on a bit more size and you know, a lot stronger. And you can see he's um, a lot fitter as well, which you know helps you know with us. But just like I said, he's got little few areas that um, in his game that he needs to clean up. But other than that, man, he's he's, he's going really well, and I'm loving the way he's playing. Now, yourself, obviously, you made the, the huge talk, no, very talked about uh, switch from centre to fullback. Do you feel <laughs> that you're, you're, you know, you're obviously a fullback now, you've proven that, and you've shown a part of your game that, like, I think a lot of people were really surprised at the fact that you're such a good ball player. Do you feel you've got even more to give at fullback? Because when you think about it, you've only really played first grade for a full year at fullback. Yeah, well, like I said, I've played centre just to sort of, um, you know, let that role, obviously, I guess, of the fullback come in, um, as in, you know, Mick Gordon when I was there, then obviously Teddy come through. And then, I, yeah, I didn't really look at myself as a fan until, yeah, that 2017. And, um, but, yeah, I took that on board and, you know, really, um, you know, just trusted my role and just learning that, you know, that mar- that class of playing centre. And, yeah, no, I, I thought I got really good at it. And, obviously, you know, with the fullback role, I wanted to go back because I played juniors through fullback and, um yeah, I just wanted to challenge myself, and that's what this game's about. It's about challenging, and, and um, you know, obviously get an opportunity to you know do that. And um, at a high level, I, I yeah, mm-hmm. I had to take the opportunity to come over to South and be under Wayne, and um, you know, under a great man as well. So, well, mate, you're world class number one. We all know that. Um, but young fella Blake Taffy, he's filling in again for you, like he yep. did in 2020, 2021. Are you doing a, a fair bit of work with him while you're on the sidelines? I'm just getting, I don't have to do too much, man. He, he knows his role. He, I love the way he yeah. plays. And I just get around him and just make him feel confident about his role and about himself and, and what he can do with the, with the you know, the team he has. And, you know, he fits in really well and um, he knows his role. And, yeah, that's all I pretty much do. I don't, you know, t- you know, take him out of school too much. I just make sure he's doing his thing and, you know, keep him accountable, you know, around the joint, cleaning up and stuff like the young fellas do. But, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, look, it's, 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 it's really enjoyable to see him come through and develop. And, um, yeah, I feel like an old fella talking this way, you know. <laughs> but, 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 you know, I was this young fella, now I get the opportunity to talk, you know, talk to the fellas yeah. and make sure they're doing all right and, uh, you know, on and off the field, which is mad. Now, last year, mate, your Origin Series, for me personally, like I thought Tommy was incredible, incredible, but I thought you just pipped him for Player of the Series. Mm. What was your, I guess, 
mindset going into that? Because I think that's the best origin footy you've played. What was your what was different or I guess was it not different? Was it the same as usual for you going into that series? Oh, I just think the you know, obviously I had uh, you know, obviously ups and downs with you know, my origin career in the early stages of it and uh, you know, obviously getting dropped and, and whatnot. But, you know, I'll put that in the past and I said if I get an opportunity again I'll definitely take it with both hands and you know, I've got an opportunity to, you know, we in Queensland, and yeah, I just um, just went out beast mode, I suppose. Just, <laughs> just yeah. took it on, both. Just love the competition. <laughs> I just love, I just love, you know, playing that game. And um, yeah, it's really enjoyable to obviously, you know, get a few, you know, wins in the blue colour. Because you know, watching Queensland growing up, um, yeah, it was always, you know, hard to watch. But um, you know, with Cam there and, and Cooper and um, Greggy, so but other than that, it's um, yeah, been really enjoyable. Get a few string, you know, string a few wins with for New South Wales. Now, this is going to be a very weird question, mate. But do you kind of miss Will Chambers? Just that, that back and forth that you used to have in Origin? <laughs> I, I loved it, right? You know why? It, was, it, was, it kept me accountable every time I, I knew I was going up yeah. against Good Centre. And, um, you know, it was really enjoyable to... And especially being another black fella too. It was, um, my dad always said, if you get another black fella going up against that, you know, that's... That's what, you know, you got to go toe-to-toe. you got to beat him always. And that was my mentality, you know, for everyone that I went against. And... You know, obviously, you know, people get a bit mixed up with my emotions and, uh, you know, I just like playing the way I play. It's just passionate and um, that's all I've always been, you know, taught to play is, you know, beat the opposite position and, uh, you know, everyone that's played the game uh, knows. And But, yeah, Willie Chambers, yeah, brought the best out of me, I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's a personal challenge, mate, yeah. particularly being a centre. Like, you, you're matched up against yeah. the opposition. You want to get the best of them every week and yeah. that's something that you do really well, mate. So, just back on the, the, the bunnies, though, Um Cody Walker. Now, there's been some you know, talk about his form in the early stages of the career, but uh, sorry, not the career of of this season. We know he was outstanding last year. You know, one of the best players. And unlucky not to pick up a Dally M. It, it took a freak of a season from Tommy Dubovic, didn't it? Campbell? Yeah, absolutely. Um, for him to miss out. Mate, how, how's he going at the moment? He's been in some better form over the last couple of weeks. Um, just finding his feet. Do you think, like with a different yeah. half yeah. pairing? Yeah, I think he's just tracking along. He's just feeling his way, I guess. Obviously, um, you know, finishing the season the way we did last year was, um, you know, what wasn't the result we wanted, but we got to where we, yeah. we needed to be. And um, I guess for him now, it's just adapting to, you know, every year's different, I suppose, because everyone's doing more video. Everyone knows what's going on. And I think, you know, for me personally, I think he needs to, yeah, to start it. Like, he just adapts well anyway. So it's the, it's the way he plays the game. He's instinctive. And he's probably one of the best instinctive players I've ever seen. So it's really yeah, enjoyable a, to watch. He's really good around the club, you know, and it's been good. And, it's, uh, yeah, it's really, uh, you know, obviously, you know, good to see, you know, obviously him, you know, taking the leadership role with Lockie, like I said. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's mad. So I just love, you know, being around the club when it, while he's, you know, when he's happy. When he's happy, anyway. I was going to say, isn't he the grumpiest man in Australia? Oh, is he? Oh, bro, he's got rings on his head and he's only 30. <laughs> you know, he's always... <laughs> now, um, speaking of, you know, he's you're right, instinctively and as a footy mind, I think he's one of the smartest footy players that I've personally seen play, at least one of the, in the top top tier. What's what? What is it like playing with a guy like, say, Cooper, who is a very different player, but a, extremely like one of the best sevens we've ever seen, compared to a half yeah. like Cody? Oh, I think it was more the structure. Cooper was always, you know, really structured based, and you know, make sure we're getting to our points. And you know, Cody's not too far off that, but I think Cody was more the, the you know, ad lib sort of style, you know, instead of the just the, you know, catch and pass, get us to position like Cooper was, you know, and kick us into good position. I think you see the difference in between, you know, obviously Cater and Cooper. 
Um, but yeah, it's really enjoyable to obviously play with both, you know, you know, world class talent and yeah, it's been really um yeah, it's a great development of my, you know, my career to play um, you know, with these fellows. So that's what I really enjoyed. Now, mate, over the next six weeks, uh you've only got one opposition. I don't know if you've looked this far ahead, but you've only got one opposition sitting currently in the top eight over the next six games. What's what's the plan over the next little period now for the Rabbits, just trying to consolidate a few wins? Yeah, just to string all of them together, bro. Yeah, for sure. It'd be um, yeah, it'd be great to see. Obviously, me not playing it's hard, but yeah, I'll be I'll be definitely um, you know a ball of energy. The boys you know keep winning and um, you know just being around, just creating that leadership role and making sure the boys are getting their jobs done. You know throughout the week and and preparing well. And I think um, yeah, will put us in good stead for me to come back and um, yeah, for me to take off again. And now let's try. You're obviously turning 25 this year, but you're still 24. You've won two premierships. You've played for your state. You've played for your country. What What is the goal for you over the next few years? Because we could say a five-year goal, and you'll only be 27 yeah. or oh, you know, 28 still. Mm. What's the kind of goal for you that keeps you focused in and you know training and playing at an elite level? I think it's yeah, just um, yeah, just obviously I want to win more comps. Is that that's what I love and. Yep. You know, everyone wants to win one, and that's what you play the game for. But I suppose, you know, my brother coming through as well, I want to, you know, obviously have that opportunity to play with him as well. So, mm. um, yeah, that's one of the things I'm looking forward to, is, you know, getting motivated for. And his big man's going well in, you know, off-season. Um, he's playing really well. He's stringing some minutes together in um, New South Wales Cup. And, um, but that's one thing I'm looking forward to. And obviously, um, yeah, just just keep developing as a player, as a man, and um, just off-field stuff, you know, just stringing a few, you know, personal goals together, which you know, I'm pretty proud of where I've come so far at the age of 25 and I'm pretty excited to see where I'm at when I get to 30, you know, so that's pretty much yeah. what I'm looking at. Absolutely. Now, yeah. Renault has left, so that's one less pest in the side. <laughs> who has taken, who has oh, taken his bro. spot? No, bro, I'm telling you, I already told you there. He's like a little kid. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's pinching these young followers and they got bruises on their arms when they're <laughs> We do have Reno. You got any dirt on him for yeah, us? Yeah, give some dirt on Reno. No, I've got nothing, eh? I, 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 yeah. I've got nothing, mate. Even if I did, I probably wouldn't say it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably best not to, mate. <laughs> mate, Troll, yeah, thank but... you so much, brother. I really nah, do appreciate thanks, you coming on the show. Thanks, Troll. All the nah, best with the injury, mate. See you, bro. Legend, bro. Thank you. Swift recovery to the big fella there. Yeah. I mean, How good. In, when you actually sit back and you go, he's won two comps. Oh, mate. When, when you're just talking about that, and he's 25, he's not wow. even 25 yet. Yeah, wow. He's 24, and Impressive. he's still got. Let's say, and what's really interesting is, I, and I was speaking to my mate the other day. I kind of feel like, you know, back in the day, once you hit 30 years old, it was like, mm. oh, your career's That's almost it. over. Yeah, well, that was the end, really. Yeah, like really. 30, oh, you can't play anymore. 100. percent But you have got mm. like guys like Ben Hunt, DCE, yep. these guys that are 30 plus playing arguably career best form. Yep. Exactly. Um, and like Latrell, still only 24, so I can't wait to. To just watch his career unfold and um yeah, what an absolute superstar. Very good, superstar mate. of our yeah. game. Now we're gonna head to a break. After the break, we've got uh Bailey Ladders. Bailey Ladders, mm. uh, and we're gonna talk about three of the best moments of the week. Mm. But we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Time to break down which young players are climbing up the ladder. Thanks to Bailey Ladders. Worksite trusted for over 60 years. 60 years. That's high-quality stuff there, ladies and gentlemen. Long Smithy, time. speak to me here. What do yep. we got? So, we, again, we got the 3-2-1 votes. Uh, number one, well, this this guy, he's featured a couple of times. I, I, we'd almost just write him off 
as in he can't he can't be picked anymore. Yeah, votes. He's winning all the votes. Number one, uh, one vote. Uh, Hamoli Olakwatu, second week in a row on the ladder, as I've just mentioned mm. uh, for him against the the Titans. Two tries, two line breaks, thirty tackles. If you don't mind, what a knock! What he a knock. is Smoky. unbelievable. Smoky. Smoky for Origin, absolutely. Wow. New South Wales. I reckon he's he's got to be. Goodness, put it this I way, hope not. As a Queenslander, oh. imagine him coming off the bench oh. with a bit of fatigue around the middle. That big fella, mate. Scary times. He is, and like I spoke earlier about the Titans' defence close to the line. But I tell you what, it's hard to stop him. He's a big boy. Hard big boy. to stop him. Um, just been outstanding. Uh, two points. Moses Sully had his best game for the Dragons. Mm-hmm. Two try assists, one line break, one line break assist, nine tackle busts. He's a he's a nine big, tackle big bus. man to handle. I think I had nine tackle busts my whole career. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. For 100 runs. Honestly, though, how many <laughs> how many tackle breaks was like, what was your best in one game? Um, oh, I think I had probably a couple where I was up around sort of like the six or seven. Really? Got lucky, though. That like just nippy out of like Yeah, just, catching, just catching like yeah. markers not set and they, yeah, they've sort of laid it one little like little fingertip on me. They, they count that <laughs> count as, as a tackle, tackle break. <laughs> <laughs> or defenders at their back turn, something like that. Um, uh, but he, yeah, outstanding. He looked really good. He looked good the week before as well, um, Moses Sully. So oh, yeah, mate. he's finding some good form. Uh, and three points though. Ronaldo Mulitalo in a losing side, right? In a losing side, Kemping. Mm. Two tries, over 200 running meters, four line breaks, and six tackle busts. Wow. Wow. Very he, good. He just he just goes about his business delivering top-tier winger play. And I, I feel yeah. like, you know, we speak a lot about Bizar, like Brian To'o, mm. uh, Tupo. Yes. Uh, you know what I mean? And you don't really... You forget Mulatalo. Yeah. I mean, this Ado guy, Adokar, whereas mm. Mulatalo, he's a top, top tier winger. Yeah. What were your thoughts just quickly? Um, you know, the, the origin situation, we, yeah. you know, obviously you know how much a jersey means to you. For a guy that, yeah. you know, wanted to play mm. so bad, mm. were you sitting there going, feeling, you know, oh, I was, sh- I was, I was shattered for him, yeah. really, because it was just, it was one big, massive, confused <laughs> situation on all parts. Yeah, everyone. You know what I mean? Like the young fella thought he was eligible for Queensland. Wrote mm. down Queensland, I think, on his most recent contract. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, I, I think both leagues, as in New South Wales and Queensland Rugby League, they, like, they, need, to, they need to do their checks, don't they? They can't yeah. just go off the, off the premise of a player writing down mm. his eligibility. Yeah, for sure. Because there's, so much, there's, a, there's, a, there's a still a fair bit of grey area, which we've tried to remove. Yeah. But there's still grey area around eligibility and all these types of things. Mm. So it would have been good. It would have been good if there was, I guess, some some cross checks happening before mm. before he was named. Yeah, to absolutely. Play. Because totally it, like it, like named to play state of origin, played a lot of football. His junior football growing up in Queensland, Fourth right? For Queensland. So yeah. he would have been thinking, mate. I just I just want to play. I want to play for the Maroons one day. Yeah. Finally gets the call oh, up. Mate. He's going to play Origin. All of his. Family find out. All of his mates know they're pumped, and then all of a sudden, no, someone, someone in the media was it, or was it a random? No, I think I think someone a, in New South Wales camp went to the media, I think, and said, "Look, he's not. He yeah, may not be eligible." It, it was some, yeah, it was someone along the lines of that, where it wasn't had nothing to do with Queensland rugby league or anything. Mm. It was just a random sort of yeah text or tweet, something along those it lines. Was, yeah. It was something on Twitter, yeah, saying, Crazy. "Oh, mate, he can't play." So yeah, but outstanding, Ronaldo Mulatalo, three points this week. Mate, he's uh, playing fantastic. Sharkies are also looking fantastic. That was thanks to Bailey Ladders bringing safety and efficiency to the worksite for over 60 years. 
After the break, we'll continue our Round 7 preview. We've also got a caller, Jake from Melbourne, that we'll get to. So make sure to keep calling in, guys. But we'll see you on the other side. Now, we've got a round preview. Tigers versus South Sydney. We just spoke to our great man, Latrell Mitchell. Mm-hmm. The Tigers. First of all, oh, speak yes. to me, Smithy. Speak to me. The guy, the boys oh. got up. Now, we've been talking the last couple of weeks, haven't we, about a, about an upset was on the cards. Mm. Do, I don't think we, we tipped this one. I didn't think this one. No, no. no, no I don't. They um they they showed some some good signs like here and there in patches mm. West Tigers, on the most part though they just looked uninterested mm. and and we had spoken about that, um as well, but this was was great and and off the back of, what what we were um very uh, like inter- interested by last week and buoyed by I guess was um having Jackson Hastings on on yeah. the show yeah and the way he spoke about um. You know the way things needed to turn around uh, was all through the attitude of the players. Like mm. what Madge McGuire was doing um, as coach down there, he, he couldn't do any more. Mm. Like he was training hard, had all the right game plans in place. It just the, the players had to take responsibility. Yeah, and I think after speaking with him, I don't know how you felt, Kempy, but I I I felt as though like this is a bloke that they really needed yeah. over, over the first um, month of footy. Mm. He was out obviously with suspension for three weeks, but. Him going back into that side and and <clears throat> ironically is the man that, that kicked the field goal in the last four seconds of the mm. match to win them the game, but played a huge part in yeah. them winning the match against Parramatta Eels. He just brought an energy and, and I think a bit of confidence mm. um, to that footy side and, and also allowing Brooks to go to six. It, it mm. just took so much pressure off his shoulders. Yeah. He could just relax and go and play, play footy. Mm. Um, so, look, I... I <laughs> I was surprised. Mm. I was surprised, but at the same time, I was really happy for the players, really happy for the coaching staff and the fans too that their side won their first game of footy. And I think it just it took a bit of pressure off. And we we spoke to Jackson Hastings too about if you get that first win, is there yeah. a possibility of the floodgates opening? Now yeah. we're not going to go as far as saying floodgates will open. Yeah, but I think you'll see a very different footy side now. Um, over the next couple of weeks at least. Oh, surely. And they just, you know, aside from the actual nitty-gritty of getting players to certain points on the field, just their energy was different. Yeah. They looked like a, yeah. a different side. Well, they looked committed. They looked yeah. like they wanted to be there. Mm. And and whether that's all through the, um, you know, Jackson Hastings being in that footy side, I'm not too sure. But they just, you're right, they looked like a completely different side last week. Now, the, the Rabbitohs versus Tigers, or the Tigers versus Rabbitohs, mm-hmm. Who have you, how do you see this playing out? It's a really interesting match because the, the Rabbitohs are missing, obviously, Trell. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the Rabbitohs can come out and look like world beaters, and then sometimes yeah. they can struggle a bit. Yeah. So it's going well, to be interesting. That's been their season so far. It's, it's, it has been up and down. Um, and last week, uh, I mentioned of the, uh, earlier in the show, the dogs, the dogs really had their number early. Mm. They were all over them mm-hmm. with, with their energy and, and um, the way they, they sort of jumped out of the blocks. So the thing for West Tigers is just take the same mentality you took into last week's game. Yeah. Like you're playing against a quality footy side. There should be no there should be no reason why after winning your first game, everyone just can relax and put the feet up and go, oh, the pressure's off. No, yeah. you back it up. Yeah. You back it up. Absolutely. If you want to be a good footy side, back up your last week's performance mm, with, another, with another strong performance because they're going to have to against uh, the Rabbitohs and – yeah, look, I, I think this is this will be a really good match. Yeah. I really feel that this will be a really good match. I, I totally agree. I, and I think this is a great opportunity for a guy like Lachlan Ilias, who I think has improved every single week. But 
I feel like a game like this is, a, is an opportunity for him to have that moment that people, oh, Ilias has arrived mm. kind of thing. Whereas mm. he, he, when you look at the stats of a game of Ilias, you don't see any three tries, this or whatever. No, you, nothing jumps nothing out Nothing jumps you. out of you. But when you actually watch the matches, you go, oh, this, this kid's playing some good footy. Yeah, he plays with a lot of control. Yeah. And, and for, a, for a young guy just starting out, oh, I think he, he started the season nicely. Mm. I, th- I think he has. Like yeah. without, without sort of, as, as we mentioned, without sort of him jumping um, off the screen when you're watching it on, on telly or mm. if you're live at the game, you know, there's no sort of extravagant highlight reel of his yeah. at the moment, but he's doing a really good job just getting that team around the park. He's kicking quite well as well, mm. defending strongly. That's all you can ask of a young guy right now in the early stages of his, of his career. As the season progresses, though, like there's, there's obviously challenges mm. that um, Jason Demetrio will put in place for him to, to sort of step up to that next level. Who have you got winning? <sighs> Ooh. Um... Geez, would you go as far as tipping the Tigers? Mm, I think that, <laughs> I, oh, I don't have the bravery for that. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you this. If Damien Cook, right, yeah, yeah. if Damien Cook has another game like he did last week, mm. um, he was fired up, yeah. little fella. He, he, got a hat, he got a hat-trick. Could have nearly had four, but yeah. um, first hat-trick of his career, which is a little bit surprising. Um, I think if he has that frame of mind of he's going to get out and, and, and run, I think uh, that could get the Rabbitohs – the win, and, and also their the left. Uh, we bang on about this all the time. Their left edge is so good, yeah, so good. They just they they pick apart the best teams in the comp. Um, so you know if if they're on, and like you just spoke about, they they're a side that's been up and down, yeah, um, very patchy. If if the if the passes stick, yeah, and they do everything really well. I think they'll be too strong for yeah. Tigers, but I'd love to see the Tigers get up and put it, put in the same fight and same effort. Mm. We want to see that two weeks in a row. Absolutely. It's almost, it's not pointless, but if you can't back it up, it's like, did it even happen really? Like yeah. you, to a degree, I know you, you know, you still get the win. It's great mm. and everything, but mm. rugby league, obviously it's all about consistency. Well, if, if they don't back it up, right. If they don't back it up, the, 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 the noise comes again. Yeah. It was just a flash in the pan effort. Yeah. They just got up for one 80 minute game. I think they're up to it though. Like yeah. got a, they've got a good lineup. They've mm. got a good lineup, and and they they can certainly put in another really good performance against the Rabbits. Newey versus the Eels. What a clash this is going to be! Obviously, mm. the Eels going stingy. down last week. They'll be stinging. They'll be angry, angry. <laughs> the Knights, you know, they've had a really unfortunate run. They started so well, but yep. in reality, it doesn't matter how well you play unless you get the W. Do things change for Newey with the news with Kalen this week? Oh, maybe. Oh, I think Kalen's already reckon, playing really well. Yeah, no, not yeah. just with Kalen. I, I the mean the team. team. Now, yeah. that, now that they know he's signed, there's less talk. Be, the, the talk finishes. There'll only be positive talk from him now that yeah. he's re-signed. Yeah, I think that Yeah, maybe it relaxes him a little bit. Yeah. I think Clune uh, coming back is a huge in. Yeah. I'm just uh, saying, though, there's there's less distraction. Absolutely. Uh, well, uh, yeah, and it's I guess it's easier as a coach, too, because... You can say there is no excuse, boys. If mm, we want to mm. be a top eight side now, yep. there's no reason for us to be distracted and get the job done. So I think there's going to be a cracking match, mm. a cracking match. Who you got, though? I think the Eels will be too angry from last week. Yep. Up, I, at, up at Newcastle? I just think the Eels are going to come out absolutely swinging from last mm. week. But yep. I think it's going to be a cracking match. Yeah, I think it'll be a good one. I might... Um... I might, I might go Newcastle at home here. Sunday Arvo football. Okay. It's Sunday Arvo, isn't it? Yeah, it's Sunday afternoon, um, 2 o'clock. Hopefully yep. it's good weather. We see mm. the, some nice expansive footy, some fast football being played. Yeah, Newey on a Sunday. It doesn't really get much better than that, does it? Mm, yeah. Uh, now, Panthers versus the Raiders. 
Actually, you know what? Mm-hmm. Hold that thought. We'll go to a break so that we can have a more in-depth look at it. Yeah, let's do that. Make sure to call in 1300 01 1170 or text 0577 736 736. Uh, also, if you miss part of the show, you can download the Captain's Run on Apple or Spotify or you can go to the SEN website and listen to it later. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Time now to look back in the week of sport and break down the best moments. Thanks to our friends at Best Sheds. Massive autumn sale on sale now. Just go to bestsheds.com.au. Smithy, what have we got this week? Yeah, we've got a couple of moments, Kempi. Um, and we've, we've just mentioned them just before the break, actually. Mm. Uh, well, the first moment, West Tigers winning their first match of the season. Yeah, good. How, how, how happy and, like, Chilled did uh, Michael McGuire oh. look in the <laughs> in the oh, ca- in the press mate. conference post game? If you ever saw a bloke with the world off his shoulders, that was it. But <laughs> <laughs> he walked in, he just cruised in, sat back in the chair, he had a cig in his hand, he just he's laying oh, back. He could have, he, he, he could just could have been lounging on the pool uh, beside the pool, just just tanning up. It, actually, imagine need a little bit of a tan. Mate. What's going on there? But uh, well done again to the West Tigers. That was a really big moment. Uh, in your season thus far. And uh, second moment, obviously, Damien Cook. Cookie. A good Friday hat-trick against the Dogs. That was his former team, obviously, yeah, the Bulldogs. Yeah. It's where it all started for him. Um, heating up. He, well, the race against Harry Grant for the Kangaroos. I, look, I, I spoke I spoke on Monday about this. I, I still feel as though Damien Cook, and it's always been you know, a, 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 the way of, of the Kangaroos, and they've had a long, proud history of this, of giving the incumbent uh, the jersey. Yep. Um, obviously, Kangaroos haven't had the opportunity to play test matches over the last couple of years with the pandemic um, happening worldwide. Um, but we do have World Cup on this year. Yeah. Um, and I just feel I feel as though he's done enough to keep his jersey. Mm. Bit of talk at you the know, start of the year about, oh, he's not running enough and whatnot. But, you know, the game the game evolves. And, and so do individuals. And, and maybe that's not exactly what's fits their game plan at the moment. But certainly on the weekend um, against the Bulldogs, his running game was outstanding, back to its best, scored a hat-trick of tries, first of his career. Um, so, yeah, I, I think uh, at the moment he'll still have that nine jersey in the green and gold. Harry Grant, though, nipping at his heels. Yeah. Um, I'm sure both of those players will be involved. If they're healthy at the end of the year, I'm mm. sure both of those players will be will be involved in the squad at least. Yeah, for sure. Um, in that I, World Cup. I, I kind of agree with your sentiments. Uh, I understand the speculation with Grant. I totally understand it. Mm. But I would just think it sent a bit of a poor message to go, <clears throat> Cook, mate, you've done the job for us. You've yeah. got the nine jersey. You're also playing really good footy. Mm. We're going to go with this young guy who has his whole career ahead of him to play first yeah. in, in the Australian side. Yeah, so, he's, and he's just started out. Yeah. And, and, and you know, if, if, he's, if he's absolutely killing the competition. And, and you're... And you're there's a distant yeah. second to you know the quality of play that you've got to to the guy behind you. Then mm. then there's no dramas. Yeah. But both are playing really well at the moment, mm. um, and I just feel as though you know Cookie's done enough to keep his jersey. So um, that were my two my yes, two moments, mate. Absolutely love it. Massive autumn sale on right now at Best Sheds. A hundred percent Australian owned and manufactured. Just go to bestsheds.com.au to find the best sheds in the entire yes. universe. Now. Penrith Panthers versus the Raiders. I mean, we, we've talked about the Panthers, how great they are. They're incredible. But what's can, doing down can in Canberra? We, can we get to this segment and just say Penrith are going to win? Oh, mate. That's what it feels like these this, these days with the Penrith Panthers. That's mm. how good they're going. Yeah, they're going really good. Um, and no matter, like, you, 
couple of their big names aren't in the team. You just replace them with kids, and they just they're outstanding as well. Yeah, they just find it like, like they're, they're. How long since Brian Toll played? Yeah, four, four, like four weeks. Nearly the whole season. Yeah, yeah. But they just throw a young fella in. Taylor May just absolutely yep. killing it at the moment. So they've just uh, they've they've done a really good job up there um, with with putting their squad together, who are just all in great form. Great form. Um, yeah, very different situation for the Raiders. Mm. Uh, started the game last week, looked really good, and then just forgot that they were playing a game of footy. Mate, it's it's and, a bizarre. And and and, the, and Ricky Stewart, he he said as much after the game as well. Like yeah. he said, was it embarrassed? Did he say embarrassed? Yeah, and like he can't stop, he can't keep protecting players that players. play poorly, kind of thing. Yeah. So, um, it's yeah, it's. It's a difficult situation. Uh, I'm not sure exactly. I can't really put my finger on <laughs> the issues down there at the moment, but mm. it's just, it seems like it's ongoing. You see, it seems like they, they play a, a good game of footy. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden they're back to square one again the following week and just so up and down. Does it get worse before it gets better, do you think? Oh, look, at the moment, it, it, well, it, it doesn't look like it's going to get better anytime soon. Mm. And, and just so much, so much, like, the noise. thing, yeah, there's so much noise, like so many things happening away from the footy field yeah. down there. So, like, I just, I, I don't know exactly what it, what the environment's like at the moment. I know, you know, he, uh, Ricky Stewart is a great coach. He coached me um, with the Australian side, but mm. it's a very different thing to be uh, the coach of, say, the Kangaroos compared to a club, a club coach. You're yeah. dealing with so many more issues in and around individuals and 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 things going on outside of football. Mm. Um, whereas when you're involved in that rep stuff, like sure, you, you're dealing with individuals, but you're there for a short period of time. Mm. And every, everyone knows exactly what you're there to do. Yeah. But, but it's day to day. It's it's a it's a grind. Absolutely. Being involved in the NRL and particularly as a coach, it's a grind for, you know, 12 or well, nearly 12 months of the year. Mm. So um, I think for Raiders, like if, if they can get things sorted away from, away from footy, then... Things will be okay on the field. Yeah. But a bit happening. Like, oh, I just think Penrith are going to be way too strong this week. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, hopefully things can turn around for the Raiders because how good was it when they went on their run? But yeah. Penny Panthers will be too tough. After the news, we have West Tigers prop oh. who has only missed two tackles all year. What? Two tackles all year. He's on a machine. The phone for an interview. Make sure to stay tuned and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with the great Cameron Smith, mate. We've had an incredible first two hours. Some saying greatest all time. That's what the critics are saying. That's what the critics are saying. <laughs> they are. Uh, but, mate, uh, we've got West Tigers prop coming up. We've yep. got Adam Reynolds coming up. We've got continue of this round seven preview. But yep. how good the MILF being back? Oh, the MILF. He's back. Yep. Um, and been a, little bit, a bit of a layoff for him yep. first part of the year. Um, just had a text, too. If Munster was to leave the Storm, do you think Storm should make a play for Anthony Milford? I don't mind Not it. Not a bad idea. I He's, don't mind it. If he went down there, he'd play a, a running style game like Munster. Mm. Um, Jerome Hughes taking care of the, the management of the footy side. Don't mind it. That that that, tech, that was like a 30-foot putt. Oh, what a shot. 30-foot putt. Thanks to Taylor May, TP Fi's best golf ball in the land. We'll see you after the news for an Alex 12 interview. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith right here on SEN. Missed the first hour? Check out the Captain's Run on podcast, Apple and Spotify. All you got to do, put in the search bar, the Captain's Run. It'll come up. You subscribe. It'll come into your feed. Absolutely beautiful stuff. But talking about beautiful stuff, talking about beautiful <laughs> stuff, I've got 
the most beautiful front row I've ever met in my life. It is the great Alex Twal on the line, mate. How are you going, brother? Good, bro. How are you going? Hey, Twally. I don't know. I don't know about beautiful. Hey, hey, Cam. How are you, mate? <laughs> <laughs> mate, I tell you what he's, that, say, he's saying, oh, I don't know about beautiful Mate, that win was beautiful That win was beautiful Yeah, no, definitely, mate It was a big relief Obviously, get away with the two points there Get the quality team in Parramatta It was massive Mate, uh, speak to us about like the year Obviously, it's been tough But for you personally I actually think you're, you're playing some of your best footy What's it been like for you personally this year? Oh, mate, it's obviously tough Like It's, it's obviously been a tough start to this season Like and obviously not getting too many results go our way. and But, you know, yeah, personally, just trying to stay positive. Um, you know, we've got a young crew at the moment. A lot of boys still, still you know, early in their careers. But, you know, it's, yeah, it's, been, it's, it's been tough. But, you know, obviously to come over with the two points to get the quality team, come out of, obviously a lot of the boys have taken a lot of confidence out of that. So mm-hmm. for us now, it's just about building on it and, you know, making sure that, you know, we go on with it this week. Now, talk about a quality performance. Can I just – I'll read out some numbers, Kempi, for you mm-hmm. about Twally's effort on the weekend. 165 running metres. Oh, yeah. Five tackle breaks. One line break. Oh, stop it. And 46 tackles, mate. Zero misses. Zero misses. 46 attempts, zero misses. That's just outstanding. Mate, ha- Alex, how did you feel, like, personally after that win? Oh, yeah, mate. Obviously, very, just very relieved that we got the two points. Like I said, it's been a long six weeks, and – um, I think I read something the other day, it's been 247 days since our last win. So it was just oh, massive yeah. relief, you know. Mm. And, yeah. I mean... Oh, no. Twally, I think your phone, mate, is... Uh, your, your he might have, did, he, did he fall in the puddle of water or something? Mate, he's in the middle of re- rehab. He's, he's going for a swim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the phone, it's water-resistant. It's not waterproof. <laughs> Twally, you there, brother? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm here. Can you see me? We yeah, got you, mate. We got, we got you. you. Oh, sorry, lad. Yeah, no. Look, <laughs> oh, where, where did you lose me at? Uh, just talking about the team's performance and, like, you're very relieved about getting the win. Yeah, yeah. Obviously very relieved. Like I said, 247 days since your last win. I think I read something the other day and, yeah, it was just mm-hmm. massive relief. A lot of sore bodies into a five-day turnaround this week, but, you know, we've got to make sure that we go back-to-back this week and put in a good performance. Mate, I read those numbers out. I was, I, there was the opening for you to give yourself a wrap. Like, mate, that's a big effort, like, to come up with a game like that. And it's not just... Kempi, that's not just one out for Alex. Like that, that's pretty much consistently across yep. every week. Yep. So, mate, outstanding. Like, and so just with that performance, though, um, Twally, like, did you did you make it a, like a mission? Was 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 it your forward pack versus their forward pack on the weekend? Did you did you talk about that? And did you feel that was where the game was going to be won? If if you got the best oh, of, first of their mate, forwards, I appreciate it a lot coming from yourself, mate. You're the goat. So, uh, yeah, the right thanks, bro. Thanks, yeah. bro. Thanks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I like two, two guys. We got two guys. <laughs> nah, obviously, yeah. Like Parramatta's, like that Easter Monday clash for us has been, you know, going on for a couple of years. And mm. to be fair, you know, the last couple of years, you know, their their team and their forward pack has probably got the wood over us in the last couple of years. So I, I definitely yep. think um, it was. We did take it a bit personally the match, you know. Obviously, been a big match and sold out stadium mm-hmm. and whatnot, and clash of two West teams. But yeah, it was just very pleasing to walk away with the two points. Now, like I'm not sure, you know, personally how it feels internally, but just externally, bro. Watching you guys run on the field, just the energy that you've played with. Was there anything different in the lead up that I guess drew that kind of energy out of you? Oh, 
Yeah, I think we weren't too happy with our you know, performance the week before, and obviously the and like the four weeks before that, we we hadn't got the results, and I think we just this week the focus was just to connect with each other and probably make them bonds a bit tighter. You know, we had a couple of days off; it was a long turnaround, I think an eight day turnaround, and you know, days off we were sort of spending with each other, just trying to you know really form their connections off the field and you know really hone in on that. And I think it sort of showed on game day. You know, we were doing them little things really well for each other, and you know, just turning up at the right time, especially when the game was there on the line towards the back end of the the game. You know, we were just turning up and, you know, making sure that we're there for each other. And I think, you know, that's something we can really take in our strides going forward is, you know, just continue to build them connections off the field. And, you know, most of the time they'll pay dividends when, you know, go on the field. We we spoke with Jackson Hastings last week and he spoke about, you know, the players taking responsibility of, you know, performances and results. Um, You know, Madge was doing some great stuff around training and he was doing all he could do. Did you feel did you feel as though that that win was getting closer week by week because you you were quite unlucky with a, a couple of the results previously like it, it you almost got robbed against the Titans um, with the ending there where they they scored that late try and kicked a conversion to to seal the win in the dying moments of the game did you feel as though that performance was was coming Yeah definitely like I said um, I, I think you know this year although we haven't got the results especially in the first couple of weeks you know. We've, we've built on our performances and I thought, you know, that game against Canelo was sort of just, I feel like, you know, just a step in the wrong direction. It sort of took us, it sort of took us a, a moment to step back and say, all right, listen, this is where we're at and we've got to sort of, you know, come together more now. And I, I thought, you know, even though, you know, it wasn't a great performance against Canelo, we, we came against mm-hmm. Parramatta with the right attitude and wanting to build on what we had, you know, built previously. And yeah, I thought it really showed and, you know, credit to Jacko as well, mate. Like he, he sort of came in on game day, and yeah, you know, he was good at getting the middles around the park, and you know, he really steered the ship on the day. What well, what's been a short turnaround? You mentioned for the the match against uh, the Rabbits this week. What's what's been the talk, mate, about trying to replicate the, that effort that you had last week against the Eels and try to you know put together a couple of wins? Yeah, I think for us, it's. Uh, just about building on it now. Like, you know, we know how good, like I said, it's been a long time since we got our last win and we know how good it feels now to, to be in that winning, that have that winning feeling and we're just sort of yeah. chasing that now and, and making sure that, you know, it's not just a, it's not just a single good performance that we backed it up this week because we know that, you know, Rabbitohs are a quality outfit and, and we've got to turn up with the right attitude and make sure that we do what we did against Parramatta and if not, go to another level as well. So I think for us now, it's just chasing that chasing that feeling and continue to build on, um, build on them combinations. Now, Tom, mate, uh, you know, Madge, obviously, a lot of pressure externally because of the club and how it's going. But give us, a, I guess, a something that people would be surprised to know about Madge in a positive light. You know, we see him as a very a tough, hard coach. But what's something that is, is good about Madge that a lot of people would be surprised to know? Oh, he, he generally cares. Like, he generally cares about the boys and, you know, mm. stuff away from football as well. I know... You know, he probably gets perceived as someone that's all footy, all footy. But, you know, he does take the time out to, you know, get to know his players. And he, he has, does have a genuine care for his players. And I can't give him a rap enough, you know, in, in that in that instance, you know, where, you know, he just after, you know, whatever you're going through off the field, he's, he's always he's always ears and he's always, you know, looking to, you know, help you, help you out any way he can, you know. So, yeah, he's obviously a very caring individual and, you know, yeah. Mate, uh, look, I've got to bring it up. But there's a bit of rumours going around that 
They may be. <laughs> they may be uh, erecting a statue of the great Alex Twell in Lebanon if you do score a try this year. <laughs> Is that no, true or not true? Like... Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, it'll be good to get that first try, hopefully before my 100. So. <laughs> <laughs> How many games? Is what, 90 games at the moment around there? Yeah, look, uh, I think 90, yeah, 90 something. I'm not exactly too sure. No, 90 something. He knows, he, he knows. knows. <laughs> you know what you need? You need the great Smithy to, to tee you up for a try, mate. Get what, him, get what, a... what, what's the record? Like, who who holds the record for most try, uh, most games without a try? Surely this man oh, was speaking I think to it was 100. No, no. I think it was 113 no, he's not. games. Yeah, I remember. Games. I remember calling. So I call. I worked on the Titans um, Tigers game, yeah. and and I seen a stat there. I think Twally's sitting about fourth at the moment. Oh, closing in though, closing very fast, in very fast. <laughs> <laughs> Look, to be to be honest, lads, I don't think I'm going to break too many records. So I'm going to break. I'm happy. I'm happy to leave my legacy there. <laughs> I, I tell you, one record that you might break is. The least amount of missed tackles oh, in the man. NRL ever compared to tackles made. Mate, you've only missed two all year, as Kempi mentioned. Did not miss one, a single tackle last week. Is, it, is, that something, is that something that you pride yourself on? Is it something that you build your game around? Is, is making sure that you know, you're doing a really good job there through, through your defence? Yeah, look, I, look, I, sort of growing up in that, I, I don't think I, I'm definitely not the most talented kid and whatnot, but I just I like to, you know, be someone that my teammates like to play with and that they can trust, you know, whether I'm on the inside or outside of you, just to make my tackles and, you know, just make sure that, you know, when you're defending next to me, you can trust me that I'm going to do my job. And I, I sort of feel like I've sort of prided myself on that, you know, in this part of my career. And, mm. yeah, I just, I like to be someone that my teammates can trust and, you know, like to play with, so, yeah. I just want to give the, the, the punters and the dribblers listening at the moment uh, a bit of a rundown <laughs> on the great Alex Twell his incredible, his incredible career when it comes to defence, mate. Mm. The last three years, so two years ago, you had 517 tackles. You only missed six. Yes, last year you, wow. you you had 870 tackles and you only missed 13. No way. This year you've had 200 tackles and only missed two. That's, that's crazy. Uh, that's pretty incredible, mate. Pretty incredible. I mean, hey, that could be a record you could break, as Smitty said. 100% that would be a record. No one's making, no one's making oh. 200 tackles and missing two. Seriously. Oh. I'm being fair, Hopefully, hundred percent. Now, now, mate, going forward, what's what's the kind of chat internally? You know, obviously, it's about backing it up. But is there certain game style that you're trying to build towards? Is it, or is it you're trying to find your way with Hastings now in the seven role? I definitely think we've got a certain style we like to play at the moment. You know, obviously, we've got Hasto there and Brooksy. Obviously, his running game is one of his strengths and. You know, we had Jakey Simpkins there on the weekend at nine. You know, he's obviously a strong runner as well. And I think, you know, for us, it's just about, you know, making making sure that we're playing to each individual strengths. You know, we've all got different strengths. And I think, you know, it's, it's taking some time to, you know, sort of build on, build on them combinations. But I definitely think we're starting to find our way in attack. You know, I think we had a slow start with our attack at the start of the year. But I definitely think we're building on that now and getting some combinations going. Anyway, tell us about um, Brooksy. How, like, how's he going? He, he copped a bit of flack in early parts of the the year, you know, particularly wearing the number seven jersey. You know, talking about you know, his position in the team and whether he should be there. How's he going now? After because he played really well 
he played really well um, against Parramatta, and he just looked he looked a lot more relaxed. He was taking the line on, um, and he contributed really well. Like, how's he going right now? Yeah, mate. Obviously, like you said, it's been a tough tough year for all of us involved, but especially you know Brooksy and. And I think it was just a massive relief for him as well, just for us to get the win on the weekend and for him to play so well. You know, I thought he was one of our best players. And I think for him as well, you know, having Jacko there, you know, he gets to go back to what he does really well, which is, you know, his running game. And I think that's one of his biggest strengths. You know, even at training, it's so hard to defend him sometimes when he's, he's got the ball and, you know, he's running and that. And, yeah, I think for, you know, for him, you know, it's just a massive relief like all of us. But we, we know that we don't want to park it there. We do we want to go on with it and, we want to make sure that we, you know, continue to build and, and you know, get them results go our way. Now, the the, the great Adam Dewey, when is uh, he back to play a bit of footy? Oh, mate, he did a bit of resting yesterday. Um, so he's, he's on the mend. He's definitely um, looking, hopefully, in the next six to eight weeks, I, I think. I, I spoke to him yesterday. I think he was saying, yeah, something, somewhere around um, round 14. Yeah, so okay. it'll be a massive I mean, not... as well. Oh, massive in for you guys. Huge. Massive in for you guys, mate. Thank you so much for joining us, mate. I really do appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, congratulations on the big win, brother. Thanks, Heath, Legend. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks, Heath. Thanks, Wally. Good luck. Thanks, mate. Good luck Thanks, this Thanks. week. Appreciate it, mate. See you, brother. Thank you. There he is, the great Alex Twell. He's, he's one of my favourite stories. You know, the, <laughs> the Tigers, they, they struggled so much last year, and yet he just kept turning up week in, week out, and never allowed, I guess, the pressure to get to him. You know, he rocked up with a good attitude and got the job done. So absolutely love the great Alex Twell. Now, uh, mate, the Tigers. Yep. Do you do you think that Appy and Papali'i coming? Oh, huge going, signings. Yeah, I mean, we, I think we forget that. Huge. Because you could argue that's two of the best signings for 2023. Yeah, 23. Um, well, Appy, one of the best nines in, in the competition. And he, he'll bring a different dimension, a different style of footy to that that side, like a yeah. very upbeat, loves running the ball. He'll get everyone moving forward, like right from that dummy half position. Yeah. So it's the best place to attack from. It's the first person that, that touches the football. So he gets first crack at what happens. Yeah. Um, showed on the weekend again, um, reinforced how good he is at, at running the football. Um, Papa Lee, he picked it. Well, he was the back rower of the year last yeah. year, wasn't he? And he's playing great footy so, this year. And, and he's following that up again this season. Um, two great signings. Mm. Two great signings. Like, I, I know this, the start to this year has been really tough. Um, and, and, you know, like the, the players had to take responsibility. That, yeah. there, was, there, was some, there were some games there that they played that they just the effort wasn't up to scratch. Mm. Certainly was on, on the weekend against Parramatta. They just they, they need to take that into every game. Mm. They're... they're they're, they're obviously capable. Yeah. Parramatta are a football side that people are talking about as a premiership um, contender. Mm. So to be able to knock them off um, at, at uh, Combank Stadium, which is, well, it's West Tigers sort of home ground also, isn't it? Yeah. They play a bit of football there. But um, that was a big match. It was a big derby, best, big West Sydney derby. Mm. Um, and, and, and they performed well. Mm. So why, like, why wouldn't you just, just take that same mindset into every week, mm. um, get through this year, um, looking to just improve week on week, um, training session on training session every day, mm. and then you're picking up two two quality footballers for 2023. I will say I really do want to see Madge with the opportunity when he does get those two players. Yeah, I will well, ha- get that opportunity. I, I hope so. I hope so. Um, you know, it was a bit under pressure his job, but by the media standard, you know, obviously the Tigers had yeah. to come out of there. Yeah. But I do hope he gets the opportunity to get that kind of top-tier players to work his magic because he has won a premiership before. If they, play, if they play the way they did on the weekend, Kempe, 
Madge will have an opportunity to coach them next year. Great point. That's a great point. It's all yeah. up to the players, really. Yeah. It really is. Yep. Um, now, we're going to head to a break. After the break, we're going to share our Holy Schnitz sporting moment from the week. See you on the other side. Holy Schnitz. Time now for the sporting highlight of the week. Thanks to Schnitz. Home of fresh, golden, handcrafted schnitzels. Oh, yeah. That's making me real hungry after seeing that, uh, hearing that and seeing it. I can see it in my mind, Smithy. I can see the snitty in my can mind. Can you smell it right oh, now? Oh, my God. This beak can smell it all right. Oh. That's for sure. If it's, I mean, if it's one good thing, it can smell a snitty. Uh, we have uh, the holy schnitz moment. So the mm. biggest moments of the week uh, yeah. of footy. Now, my nomination is Hastings 35. Arguably, what's interesting about this drop goal is that the score uh, counters on Fox League put it as a 40-meter drop goal. So really? when I posted the score on Bloke in a Bar... Two points. I put two points there because they had it as a two points. So I had the score wrong and right. they, they changed it uh, like five minutes later because they realized it was about 38 meters out. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it was a great Jackson Hastings. Oh, also, grab a case of Bloke in a Bar if you want. Mm. But uh, the great Jackson Hastings field goal against the Paramount Eels, absolutely incredible. Yeah, that's a good moment. Um, we've had a few, but I'm just... One that we spoke about earlier, I think is a great moment, uh, particularly for the NRL and the Newcastle Knights, is their skipper, Caelan Ponga, re-signing. Mm. Committing a further five years to the club. Massive. I, I think that's huge. It's um, yeah, big sporting moment, particularly for the Novocastrians. Um, they'll, they'll just be loving that news. They'll be going to work this morning just with a bounce in their step, knowing that uh, Caelan Ponga will be there for another five years. Also, I mean, a big moment for rugby league. There were a bit of speculation. He may go to Union. We've kept oh, him, great. which is yeah. great. So yeah. that's fantastic yeah. as well. Yeah, I think, well, did he, he knock that on the head pretty quickly, didn't he? Like there, there was always talk, oh, aspirations to yeah. represent um, yep. the, the All Blacks and all that sort of stuff. But mm. I think he I think he always said that um, that wasn't the case. He wanted to stay. Yeah. Uh, they were our holy schnitz sporting moments. Thanks to Schnitz. Got the winning taste right now. Schnitz handcrafted schnitzels. Made fresh and made just for you. Made just for you. Uh, after the break, we're going to continue our round preview. Welcome back to the Captain's Run. I am so excited to have this gentleman on the line. We have Adam Reynolds, the great leader of the great club, the Brisbane Broncos. Reno. Reno, how you going, brother? Good, mate. How are you going, Smithy? How you going? Hey, Reno. How you going, mate? Good, mate. Good. Now, Reno, speak to me. How has the change been? You've been up there for a while now. What's it like? Have you set, Do you feel like you've settled in at the Broncos? I mean, I thought you had your best game uh, last week. Uh, what's it been like? Uh, it's been good, Campy. It's been, um, you know, refreshing, obviously, new club, new town, um, getting out of our comfort zone as a family and, and moving up north has been a, a, probably a blessing in disguise. Um, you know, as you, as you go from one club to another, you don't realise what's out there unless you've been somewhere else. But I've... Uh, Love the transition to the Bronx. It's been a uh, very welcoming place there. Everyone's been fantastic. And, um, you know, as long as we start putting the wins on the boards, everything else is perfect. How have you found the change, uh, Renault, between living in Sydney and living in Brisbane? Obviously, both clubs, very uh, high profiles in, in the NRL. Um, spotlight on, on both teams also. How have you found the, the change, though? Is there significant differences between the two cities? Uh, not so much with the media attention. It's just more like in the, with the lifestyle. Um, as you know, Sydney's a pretty busy full-on place and it's 100 miles an hour, 24-7. And Brisbane's probably the opposite. You know, it's a bit more laid-back, relaxed, sort of country-style um, sort yeah. of place. Um, so, yeah, it's been good, mate. I'm, I'm sort of a relaxing fellow that likes to just chill out and, um, you know, have a game of golf or 
spent some time with the family. So um, I've loved the change. It's been a, uh, a blessing for me coming up here. It's, um, you know, a challenge as well with the footy side of things. Obviously, uh, Bronx haven't done too well in the past, the last few seasons. But, um, you know, we've been working extremely hard at training along with Kevy and the coaching staff. They've, you know, put in the long hours. And, um, you know, we're all trying to turn this place around. Now I spoke with we spoke with Kev, haven't they? And yep. and, he, and he praised um, you know yourself and a couple of the other senior boys, you know, for the arrival at the club and the difference that you've made to that that young group. How my how how do you judge uh, the team's form after the first six weeks? Yeah, it started off really well, Smitty. Um, you know, we we picked up a, a nice win against the Bunnies. Obviously, played in the grand final. Um, last year and mm. obviously got an established team there. So to beat them round one was obviously a great result. And then a gritty win against the Bulldogs. But from then, we've probably, you know, fallen off a little bit. Obviously, disappointing losses to the Cowboys and the Warriors at games that we thought we could have won. Um, the two previous weeks, there's been signs of, you know, a good footy side there. There's been some moments in the games that haven't been too good for us. But, um, you know, some a lot of takeaways for us, a lot of positives to take away from the last two weeks. We played against Penrith and and the Roosters, who are two fairly good sides, obviously going to be there at the back end of the year. And, you know, we thought we were the, the better team for at least a half of football there. It's just about trying to get that consistency for the full 80 minutes. What, mate, what's been the challenge for you coming to the Broncos as a, as a more experienced player with, with a side that they haven't had that stability like you used to at the Rabbitohs, and particularly with a halves pairing like Cody Walker that you had there for, you know, several years? What, what's the biggest challenge been for you um, in 2022? I think it's just trying to get the, the team to understand about the little things and, and how important they are within mm. a game. You know, you kick pressures. Yeah. Um, you know, you support plays. All the little things that probably the the average rugby league fan doesn't notice. Yeah. Um, when you're in a good system, everything just rolls on to the next thing and everyone knows their job and they get through it and do it comfortably. Whereas if at the Bronx, it's... It was always looking for that big play and trying to score off individual brilliance rather than doing the little things right. So just trying to get the team to understand that, um, you know, the little things make the big things in the game. And if you consistently challenge each other at training and, um, you know, do it in games, you build a, a bit tougher and resilient culture there. So um, you throw in Kirk Capo, he's been fantastic. He's come from the Panthers who have obviously yeah. got a great system. So it's about trying yeah, to get the, the other guys up to up to speed and up to, with the knowledge that, um, you know, the important things in, in a rugby league game. Mate, absolutely. I mean, you look at the Roosters game. It was essentially one second clocking off at a marker, mm. and that, that was the try. Uh, Reno, uh, talk to me about the feeling. You, you know, you're, you're a Rabbitohs junior. You, you know, you grew up picturing yourself playing for the Rabbitohs. What was the feeling like first running out at Suncorp Stadium with that mighty Broncos jersey <laughs> on? Yeah, it was, it was great, Kempi. Um Obviously, looking at the Broncos from afar, I've always admired um, the club. Obviously, I, I always wanted to play for South Sydney, but in the back of your mind, you have these clubs that you admire, you know, the Melbourne Storms, Brisbane Broncos, you know, the, the big clubs that do things well. And always wanted to be, uh, if I wasn't at South, I'd always wanted to be at the Broncos or a big club like that. And, um, yeah, the fans, the members, they've been terrific. Even though the, the last couple of years have been a bit slim pickings, it's, um, you know, they still turn out in numbers and they're very supportive, so... It was great to get out there uh, round one and witness the team get a, a victory there. But, um, you know, the last two performances, we haven't got a victory there, so it'd be nice to get one tomorrow night. Now, mate, 
you have a reputation of being a massive pest. <laughs> Did you take that to the Broncos? <laughs> it depends who you ask, mate. It's um, there's a couple of blokes I like. There's a couple of blokes I like to pick on a little bit, but um, yeah, I, I think him is a great thing having rugby league. <laughs> Corey Oates is the biggest pest, so he takes the mantle. <laughs> great deflection, great deflection. <laughs> now, going forward this year, what's essentially, I guess, what's the goal team-wise? You know, do you have a certain structure that you want it? Because you're a half that's going to come in and totally change the way the Broncos play. What's the goal structurally that you want to get to by the end of this season? It's just to have threats all across the park, mate. It's um, when When you play as a as a half that's on the ball like we're playing at the moment, it's important to have threats both sides of the ruck so we don't come too predictable. Um, over the last couple of weeks, we've been building nicely. Young Tessie's been, you know, learning, getting better at fullback. He's obviously gone down with a hemi. So, um, no, look, just forming combinations with players around you. I think Tyson Gamble and uh, Tamari Martin's going to be a, a great addition to the team this week. They both like to play footy and um, they'll challenge you on both sides of the ball. So... Um, yeah, obviously just working on combinations and obviously being a tough resume footy team. I think the best defensive teams are always there or thereabouts at the end of the year. And as a club, we've spoken about that. And, um, you know, I think we're, we're heading in the right direction. Now, Renault, you take on the Bulldogs uh, tomorrow night. What's what's the mindset been? These guys are sitting on the bottom of the table. They've had a mass changes this week through injury and COVID um, causing players to be withdrawn from the footy side. Is it a danger game for the foot, for the footy team to go in and, and feel a little bit complacent, like you just have to turn up and it'll happen for you? Yeah, we spoke about that this morning, Smithy. Obviously, they're the games that um, you get a bit worried about. Uh, you know, you expected to win pretty easy. They've faced a bit of adversity this week with players being in and out. And for us, it's just about ourselves. You know, we've got to get our own game right, complete high, kick the corners, build a bit of pressure, and obviously put them under pressure when they've got the ball. And we do all those little things right. Um, you know, it should come away we're getting the victory, but we've shown over the last, you know, two, three weeks that when we do get it right, we're a good footy side. It's just about maintaining that and doing it for the full 80 minutes. And this week's no different in the mindset that we go into the game with. Obviously, we need to complete high, um, you know, have high note finishes, put them in corners and, then, you know, try and make them come up with a big play and, then, you know, take our opportunities when we get them. I think that's the most important thing this weekend. Um, you know, we, we focus more on ourselves rather than the Bulldogs. Now, outside of the result, um, Renault, Kempi, this is a great story. Tamare Martin uh, mm. returns tomorrow night. He's, he's going to wear the number one jersey for you. Um, just a great story with his road back from you know, uh, brain injury and um, just just wonderful to see him back playing football and be fit enough to play football. How's he been around um, been around camp? And are you look, Obviously, everyone's looking forward to him running out tomorrow night. Yeah, I'm excited, mate. It's... it's a great um, show of his character. You know, he's faced a bit of adversity adversity to the last couple of years. And, you know, he came to us in the preseason not really knowing where he was going to end up or um, how he was going to go. But, um, you know, once you've been out of the game for a little bit, you see how much you're, you're truly grateful for the opportunity you get. And that's something that he's shown. Um, you know, he hasn't taken it for granted. And he just wants to be out there with the boys playing footy. Um you see glimpses of how good he is at training and um, the skills that he does have. He's still got it. And we're looking forward to getting him out there tomorrow night. He's obviously going to add a, another attacking threat to us. And 
um, yeah, it's a great story for him. He's, uh, his family's very proud of him, and, and rightfully so. He's, he's done a lot to get back to where he is today, and uh, no doubt he'll have a blinder tomorrow night. Mate, now, you've been around the trap, so you've seen some incredible players, like incredible players. Have you ever seen anyone like Payne Huss? Is there anything that surprised you about a guy like as talented as he is? No, he's a freak, mate. He's, um, he just keeps going. You know, there's, there's times in a game there I'm I'm trying to tell him to settle down and, um, you know, hand off a bit of work to the other, hand off a bit of work to the other forwards or just, you know, a tip on in his game. Just trying to save his, mm. his engine a little bit there. So, um, you know, he's a massive part of our team. He obviously chews up the metres, makes a thousand tackles a game and, and just keeps going looking for more work. So, um, yeah, he's a, he's a freak, mate. He's a, uh, he's a vital member of our team and, um, you know, if he's, if he's not the best on park every ground, every week, sorry, he's, he's close to it. So, um, love playing mate, alongside absolutely. the big he's, He'll probably tell you that I'm the biggest pest because I like to pick on him. <laughs> <laughs> getting out in front of it, mate, are you? You're getting out in front of it. <laughs> I, re- I reckon if you're, I pest, far, wearing... yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if you're not the biggest pest and you're playing halfback you're probably not doing your job properly. yeah i agree so good on you Reno. <laughs> mate uh reno thanks so much for joining us brother i really appreciate it and uh good luck for the rest of the year good luck mate no worries cheers fellas thanks for having me cheers brother appreciate it the great Adam Reynolds, there he goes, the saviour, the saviour mm. of the Broncos. Uh, what a, I think he's been fantastic. Uh, his kicking game on the weekend was outstanding, outstanding. Yep. Uh, after the break, we're going to finish our Round 7 preview, so stay tuned. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Now, the St. George Dragons play the Roosters in his, what is traditionally a great clash, obviously Anzac clash. Mm. Anthony Griffin has named the same 17 that beat the Knights last week, the Roosters, mm-hmm. former Momorowski. Replaces Kevin Nangama at centre. And Tokiaho replaces uh, Saluka Fafita on the bench. How do you see this playing out, Smithy? Yeah, good matchup. Um, I always used to really enjoy watching this game as well, Kempi, um, as an Anzac clash. Mm. It's the one that's been playing now for quite some time. Um, and I don't know, does St. George, do they take a little bit of a mojo out of that victory uh, against the Knights last week mm. into, into this game? Uh, City Roosters, they were, they were obviously too good also on the weekend. Um, yeah, difficult one. I've, I've found the Roosters a difficult one to pick this year. Mm. I've tipped them uh, a few times when they just they just haven't really shown up. I don't know if you find mm. the same. Just a bit. Just a bit unpredictable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Even, even the way they're playing. You yeah. know what I mean? Even like mm. structurally, they're yeah. a little bit unpredictable. Yeah, like I, I just think, I don't know, they're just, uh, they've been really hard to sort of get a gauge on them where – and I know, like you, you need to be, you need to understand, it's not the same side mm. as as what you, what we we seen every week and expected every week, like that high performance every week. It's a very, very different football side now. Um, but yeah, they're still, they're just a little bit up and down. I, f- I feel as though they're still finding their feet, even though mm. it's round seven. Mm. Um, they're just trying to find that groove where they just can settle into that one style of footy, and they find that nice level consistency every week. Um, so big clash. It's it's a big clash. There'll be a good crowd there. Uh, look, if if I'm going to lean one way, I'll probably lean the Roosters. Mm. Lean the Roosters, but I wouldn't be surprised if 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 the Dragons really take it to them. Yeah, that, it's it's a really interesting clash because you really don't know which either side's going to turn up. Mm. You know, is it going to be Dragons that a lot of people thought were a smoky for the eight? Yeah. Is it going to be Roosters who a lot of people thought were a premiership threat? Well, they'll lock for a top four. Yeah. So. 
I think the key for the Dragons is Benny Hunt. He has just been playing outstanding has football. Has been all year, hasn't he? Incredible football. And so if he can get up and kind of out-enthuse his opposing seven, mm-hmm. uh, that may be a key to victory. But I guess the problem against that is mm-hmm. Sam Walker is actually sitting now, I think, equal third or fourth on Dalian points. Yeah. He's starting to find his groove. Yeah, well, he needs to start getting a little bit of help, Ben Hunt. Mm. He just needs more troops around him to be playing the way he is. Yeah, and and like they have they have some good performers one week, and then the the, the good performers change the following week. Mm. It's not the same consistent group of players that are putting their hand up uh, week on week. Mm. Apart from Ben Hunt, he he has been Incredible. the one that's been standing out for the Dragons. He just needs a little bit more more help from the troops around him. Um, looking at you know pure matchup, player v player. Um, I'd lean towards Roosters. Yeah, getting this one done. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Now, your Storm versus the Warriors. As you know, traditionally, mm-hmm. regardless of how the Warriors going, they take it to you. Oh yeah. yeah, they do. They do, and they they've been. Um, this is one game. I, I, I feel as though the Warriors, they they have this. They have this game circled on the calendar mm. every year. Mm. Every year when they when they're. Um, Starting out their their season is they have the Anzac game with the Melbourne Storm they have it circled, and they and they prepare for it, so there's no doubt that they'll they'll be up there for this one. They they tend to start really well also um, in these matches against Melbourne. So if there's a if there's a danger game for Melbourne, it, it's possibly this one. Um, it is possibly this one. Pappenhausen he's been named despite that that little ankle. Little twing of the ankle mm. um, last last week. How good has been? Oh, outstanding. Mm. He's he's good. Um, I, I just I can't get over the haircut. It's beautiful. I look at him. <laughs> I, yeah, you you look. I at, love it. You you say it's beautiful. I look at him and go, mate, cut cut your hair, <laughs> mate. Go back to the short short back in size. Maybe I'm just jealous. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'm just. I tell you maybe what, I'm mate, just jealous. I don't know. Thick and it's luscious. I <laughs> well, I imagine the, the great Smithy with one of those. I haircuts. could grow the back, mate. Grow just, back. I couldn't. I couldn't grow it on top. Grow the papanizan. No, I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't, mate. I couldn't do it. Um. So yeah. He, well, he's been named. Uh, both the Bromwich boys, mm. um, huge ins for, massive, for Melbourne. Massive. They're back from um, missing a week with uh, with COVID. Um, Brandon Smith and Trent Lareo, he uh, they go back to the bench. Um, Warriors, any team news there? Well, uh, interestingly, Sean Johnson actually has been named and so has Curran and both players were, were in the wars last week. Yeah. Uh, the interesting thing about the Warriors, they mm. had a lot of tough 50-50 calls against them last week. Yep. We could be genuinely talking about our Warriors that are four or five in a row. Yep. And so I believe, I honestly think this is going to be a fantastic clash because Lodge is back. Yep. Uh, Fanua Blake is back. That Their forward pack has really stood up Blake, this year. Great player. Incredible. Incredible. Yep. So I think this is going to be a much closer game than people think. If you have to pick it, who are you picking? Oh, I'm picking Melbourne. I'm picking Melbourne at home. They're, they're, yeah, they're playing some pretty good footy. Um, I don't think they're playing their best footy, but mm. they're playing some good footy. It's like patches. Yeah, it is. You see it, and it, you're like, "Wow, there it is." Yeah, and like their 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 good patches are very good. Mm. Um, outside of that, you know, I, I just think they're a little bit too classy for most teams at the moment. Mm. Um, so like they just if if they find themselves in a really difficult position, that they've got Munster, they've got. Hughes, they've got Pappenhausen, they've got Harry Grant, they've got Brandon Smith. These type of guys, they can just they can change a match with with one one touch of the footy. Mm. So that's um, 
that's where I see it. I, I think they'll put up a good fight, though. Like, apart from last week, they, they won three in a row, Warriors. Yeah. They're going pretty good. Yep, so they're absolutely. going to challenge the Storm. I, I think they'll just get home, get get across the line being at home. Absolutely. After the break, we'll wrap up the show. See you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. We've just had a delivery of schnitz, and I tell you what, oh, we are in heaven right now. I'm done. Beautiful. Now, tips Let's wrap it up. I'm done. Oh, I'm absolutely <laughs> done. Tips to end the round. Sharks versus Eagles. I'm going to go Seagulls. Broncos versus Bulldogs. Broncos. Cowboys, Titans. Yeah, look, I'm going to, I'm leaning towards Cowboys for this one. Uh, Tigers v the Rabbitohs. Did I, did I pick an upset here? Did I, did I, I say that? I don't know. I, I think you want the upset. As in, mm, not only do you want the upset, but no. it would be good for rugby league. I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him play as well as they did last week. When I'm going to go, I'm going to go <laughs> Rabbits. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Knights Eels. Uh, para. Knights paying three dollars ten at home. That's not bad. Mm, yeah. Not bad at all. Panthers Raiders. Ah, uh, Panthers. Raiders paying seven dollars. Nah. Seven dollars. Yeah, Panthers. Dragons Roosters. Uh, I'm going to go Roosters. Storm Warriors. And I think the Storm going to be too strong. Warriors paying seven bucks as well. Wow. That's the show done, guys. Great show, Kempy. Thank you so much, Smithy. Join us on Spotify and Apple if you missed the earlier ep- a part of the episode. Go to the SN website, download the app, all that good stuff, and we'll see you next week.